The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, whenever and wherever you may be listening. Welcome back to Shaggin' Flies. Back after a few quiet weeks, we are bringing you an absolutely delightful conversation with Sarah Griffin, who writes about baseball for Pitcher List and also dabbles in hockey and lacrosse coverage at various outlets across the internet. You should check out her work. Uh, as the length of this podcast indicates, we had a lovely discussion that started off with a lot of talk about Massachusetts and New England and all of the local oddities and regionalisms that we love to dive into on this show completely unnecessarily. Uh, we talked about working in mid-tier family fast food restaurants, as they say, ma'am, this is in fact a Chili's. Uh, there was lots of other food and movie talk and plenty of baseball, which we do do sometimes, from uh, victory parades to favorite stadiums and getting pulled over on the highway as a direct consequence of the Mookie Betts trade. So, without further ado, kick back and enjoy our conversation with our own Sarah Griffin. Because and if I am, that's gonna fuck things up. So here's what I'm gonna do. When I say three, I want you to raise your hand. One, two, three. Okay. Wow. All right. Two seconds for Sarah. Four whole, five whole seconds for Zach. So Ooh. Zach is on. A Ooh, that's tough. <laughs> Hold on. Let me uh, um, let me dip out and dip back in. See if that does anything. Anyways, so I think we're good now. So, anyways, Sarah, thank yes. you so much for being here. It is an absolute pleasure to have you uh, on the podcast here today. Yes, thank um, you. Yeah, of course. Oh, my goodness. Um, so, I want to dive right into it. We, uh, we usually kind of start things off talking a little bit about our guest and about um, – there's that cat. There's the cat. There he is. This is that's that's a record, man. That's like two minutes into the podcast, and the cat's already making noises. That's fantastic. Um, so Sarah, you are if I uh, if my research is correct, you are a native Massachusettsian citizen of Massachusetts. Yes, what is I the term do. for someone from Massachusetts? Masshole. 
Sure. Okay. Bostonian. Yeah. Well, I didn't want to pigeonhole all of Massachusetts, but like, you know, the whole state's just Boston, right? No, they do that yeah. to themselves. Yeah. <laughs> true. That's probably true. So tell me a little bit about where are you uh, originally from within Massachusetts? Where did you grow up? Where are you now? All of that. So originally I grew up in a town that's like, 10, 15 minutes out of sight of Boston. It's actually, it's in the movie, like you probably heard of it, Watertown. Mm. If you've ever seen the movie, oh, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> why have I, I heard of that? That's Mark in a Walker movie. Have you heard of that? <laughs> tell him, tell him, Sarah, why has he probably heard of it? <laughs> I would say, I don't know if you've heard the whole Boston Marathon that. The bomber was in Watertown hiding in a boat there. That's right. Oh, my God. I was listening. So that when that happened, I decided to listen to the police radio in Boston, like while the chase was going on. Um, I don't know why, because I don't know. I, it was entertaining, I guess, which feels really bad. So why do they a lot of people were <laughs> Right. So, so, but that's why I've heard of it, because I was listening and I was like, he's hiding on a boat. And yeah, okay. That's wow. So, wait, were you in Waterton when that happened? No. See, the thing is, so my whole dad's side of family have all grown up in Watertown, like generations of them. So, my both of my uncles are on the police force there. And we were actually on vacation in Washington, <laughs> D.C. Why oh is this all happening? Wait, and including the uncles? No, just my family. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say the uncles on the police force no, were like, man, what a time to be on vacation. Course. <laughs> of course, the week we're away, all this shit is going down. Oh, my God. And we're in D.C. And we're like, so we ended up coming home, obviously, but we're like, I don't know what we're coming back to. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, so that's where I'm originally from. And most of like the only people that don't still live there are my immediate family. Everyone else is there still. And I'm actually moving there myself in September. Moving okay. out, moving back to Watertown. So it's kind of full circle. <laughs> Wait, where, where are you now? Right now, we're like, it's kind of right near Gillette Stadium, actually. Hmm. Oh, okay. So you're in Boston. or you, No, that's not Boston. It's Foxborough. Foxborough. I knew yeah. that. You know what? I'm disappointed in myself. Yes, I, I knew say, that. Yeah, so we went from Boston to now it's technically close to almost to like Providence, like Rhode Island. Okay, okay. I lived in Providence until nine months ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Wait, really? I didn't know I, that. I thought you were just... <laughs> I thought you were like Chicago always and forever. It was. I moved back. I was in Providence from from 2019, mid-2019 until last October when I moved back, moved famously on this podcast, moved back home uh, into my childhood bedroom with my parents. Also uh, <laughs> taking up the internet and, and making, putting me on a delay. But um, <laughs> yeah, so I wanted to ask about that. So my time in New England was like, was just interesting because New England culture just kind of fascinates me. So what's the deal with like the relationship between Rhode Island and Massachusetts? Because my impression is they're really like folks from, from each are very adamant about not being from the other. And for me yeah. coming from the Midwest, I'm like, it's like the Spider-Man meme, you know, like they're, they're, they are the same. Uh, obviously that is not the case. So I'd, I'd like to hear, hear your thoughts on that if you have any. So everyone that lives in New England kind of like, we all have our own personal rankings of the New England <laughs> states. 
and you like whatever New England state you're from, you don't want to be identified in the other one. Like one of my roommates in college was, um, she grew up and like lived in Rhode Island, and we would all give her so much Perfect. for it. Because <laughs> we're just like, oh, like, and like she was a nice part of Rhode Island. Like there's some really nice parts of it, and we're like, you probably are way more wealth than any of us, but we're just like, you're from Rhode Island, you have no say in this. We're just like, oh, you're kind of like the little brother state. You're small. There's nothing there. <laughs> I can walk the entire length of Rhode Island yeah, in like exactly. a day. Hey, yeah. Narragansett's pretty nice. Well, like Narragansett, Newport, like all those. There's so many nice places there. Where we're just like, uh, Rhode Island's so small and boring. Yeah, I mean, it has that character going all the way back to <laughs> to Roger Williams and and all that. Um, they they, so, they like being the 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 castoffs, I guess. So then, do you have a ranking of New England states, and what are they now? Let's let's trash some New England states, Sarah. Let's do oh, it. God. What's the worst one? Uh, I mean, I assume you're Connecticut. gonna say the best one's Massachusetts. Yeah, best one's Massachusetts. Worst one, Connecticut. <laughs> does Connecticut count? I feel like it depends on who you ask. If oh, you I would from say from Connecticut, they'll tell you it's the best New England state. Whereas, like most of us are like, it should. It's like barely. <laughs> Yeah, it's not New England, but it's not like what's the area between New England and and like the South, like Pennsylvania, and that's yeah, it. Like, <laughs> Pennsylvania, New Jersey, the Delaware. whole New York City metro yeah. area. Yeah, that's like, true. With yeah. all those twenty-five million people up in there. But I'm like, also, yeah, that... I can't confuse because like half of them are like Patriots fans, mm-hmm. half are like Yankees fans. Like, there's a lot of sports going oh, on. Oh God, like, yeah. Up everyone commute like half of the western half of the population like commutes to new york for yeah. work because it's like an hour and 20 minutes on on the train um, <laughs> um okay so you're okay. a massachusetts person yes um this next question has nothing to do with massachusetts actually i was just going to ask you to tell us a little bit about your like writing career to get things on track and how you wound up uh putting stuff up in picture list and just tell me about how that happened and um uh what you've been up to i guess so my writing, it was kind of weird because it started off, I ended up going to school originally to be a high school history teacher. Hmm. And so it was around like junior year of college. that I was like, I don't really think I want to teach. I think I just kind of like history and it's what the subject I'm best at. <laughs> so I why, did you, why did you originally want to, well, what is it about history that you like? Why are you, why are you, uh, are you a history, a history buff? Like what, what is it you like about history? I think one, I just find it the most interesting out of all the school subjects. And two is always the one that I was best at. <laughs> Cause a lot of it is like writing too. And that was the thing I was like, well, I like to write. <laughs> Cause in like middle school, yeah. I was like, oh, I'm going to be a sports writer. But then I was like, nah, that's not realistic, <laughs> whatever. So then like high school, I was like, all right, I'm good at history. I'll just be a history teacher. So I was like, what else do you do with a history degree? <laughs> right, right. What else? Yeah. This, obviously. I was, yeah. I was a history major. And that was uh, <laughs> ah, I was a history <laughs> minor. Look at us. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Where we all ended up. <laughs> yeah, I was a history minor by necessity. I, uh, I So I was a communications major. And mm-hmm. my college, uh, University of Maryland, Baltimore County, Shout out UMBC. Um, Shout out UVA. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shout out UVA. We beat them in the tournament. It's the only thing we are famous for. (laughs) Um, 
but uh, so the communications major at UMBC, you were required to have a minor in order to graduate with a communications major. Like you could not graduate without a minor. Really? really? I know. Stupid. And my advisor neglected to tell me that until like <laughs> the semester before my senior year. And he was just like, yeah, so what's your minor again? I'm like, I don't have one. He's like, oh, no, you need to have one. I'm like, you're a terrible advisor. Why? Yeah. And, and so we just looked through the classes I had taken. And he's like, uh, you're like two classes away from filling out a history minor. You want to do that? And I was like, sure. Yeah. So that's why I was a history minor. Not because I, mean, I enjoy history, but not yeah. because I was like, I love history. It was like. Well, I guess I have to. <laughs> well, that was like when I was going through like college and stuff. I like loved all my history classes. Then the education classes, I was like, ah, this is not really my thing. And then <laughs> once it got to the point where I had to like start like actually being in classrooms and like teaching, I was like, oh my god! Oh, did you student teach? <laughs> did you what? What um? What age did you? So I was also an education major for a little bit. I was a music education major, and oh, okay. my student taught middle school, and it was a nightmare. Yeah, uh, I taught middle schoolers, but then I did student teaching with high schoolers. So I, was like, I feel like that's got to be hard as a college student because you're like not that much older than the high schoolers. There's no, no way you can command any authority. The first day I walked in, this was for observation hours, so I prefer student teaching. They were like, oh, just like sit in the back of the class, like whatever. I was like, okay. I sit back. It's a freshman history class. This girl in front of me turns around. She goes, oh, are you new? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh uh, no, I'm supposed to be like teaching this class next <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah, see, that's what I mean. Like, I feel like you can't. Booster. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm 21. You're 14. I right. mean, you probably look the same age. Oh, my God. Yeah, I feel like that's going to be, I don't know. I don't know if that would have been more difficult if I had landed in a high school because middle school is awful because the teachers at, at the middle school I was at, at least, they were kind of like death row inmates because <laughs> um, they were kind of like they had uh, they didn't want to be there, mm -hmm. but they had reserved themselves to like this understanding like, well, I'm stuck here and <laughs> this is just my lot in life and here it is. And so it was like this just this this despondent sadness that weighed on like all of the teachers except for like two or three who were like weirdly enthusiastic but the rest of them were just like well i have to deal with these like pubescent teenagers and i hate all of them that was honestly the same because i did i substitute teach at the middle school and it was the middle school actually that like my hometown middle school so like, oh man my cousins are still there like no one took me seriously half of the teachers had me and like still remembered me oh my god it was, just, it was kind of like almost like seeing like going back in time like this is what was going on behind the scenes like, you guys yeah, hate no. your life <laughs> right so you were a history uh you're gonna be a history teacher you didn't really like the teaching so how did you then pivot and uh to sports writing yeah, so junior year of college, I, like, started to realize, I was like, mm, I don't really know how long I'm going to, like, last day. <laughs> and I had already been doing, because I was like, well, I enjoy sports. So I've been doing, like, internships at school with, like, the athletics and communication department. Just, like, I don't know, kind of just a pastime, basically, you know, like, doing internship type stuff. So I was like, it's something fun. And then I was like, 
well, I kind of want to do that, like, actually. So I was like, I guess I'll just drop education junior year after Marty basically <laughs> You know, like, went to my advisor. I was like, what do I do? Like, there's no – it's not like there's, like, sports journalism. Like, it's just, like, the state school. Like, they don't have stuff like that. It's like, I guess pick up communications. I was already almost done with my history degree. And, like, communication is pretty, like, easy one to just hop on to. Absolutely. You're, as a communications major, we are the brightest bunch of C-plus students you will ever meet. It was just C's get degrees the whole major way through. Well, I was, like, amazed. So I was like, oh, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I'm going to be taking all these journalism classes. No. <laughs> yeah, so it's interesting. So depends on the college. When I, I spent a year at Shippensburg University in Pennsylvania mm-hmm. doing communications, and their communications uh, major was very practical journalism, like yeah. learning AP style, how to write for the media, stuff like that. Then I go to UMBC, and their communications program was all Marxist theory, which yeah. was fascinating, and I loved it, but it did not help me with my current job like at all. I use ze- like literally none of the skills that I learned in college <laughs> in my current job as a journalist, but it was super interesting. Oh, yeah, so, no. yeah. I was doing these like random communications classes. Like, well, this doesn't really help me with the whole sports writing thing. So I'm like, <laughs> all right, I'll just start with my own sports writing blog, I guess, and continue on with the stuff I was doing for the athletic department. And then with my blog, I just kind of like shoved it down people's throats on Twitter. <laughs> and I was like, someone please read this and share it. And just put it everywhere you see like I was posting it 24 7 like posting in Facebook groups for like my college oh my god I did the Facebook group thing too I so I wrote for uh a now defunct Baltimore sports blog the Baltimore Wire which is a uh, part of fan-sided and I used everything I posted I went to every Baltimore Orioles Facebook group <laughs> that existed I mean just it, it must have been 20 or 30 of them and I just posted my article in every Yep. single group self-promotion like, oh my it. god <laughs> like, I'm, in some, this. <laughs> I'm in some like red Sox memorabilia group and it's like not the crowd i really would probably want reading it <laughs> they're all very cranky very angry people clicks are clicks here and they would all comment on it they're like blah, 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 blah. <laughs> too positive <laughs> and i was like thanks for reading it <laughs> boomer red yeah. Sox fans are a notoriously soft and warm fuzzy group of fans <laughs> Fans. That is that is true. Yeah, yeah, Boston's, we all know. Boston's known for Super being very awesome soft and sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I just was doing the sports block by myself for a while, and then I am a big hockey fan, and I someone reached out to me to start writing for a hockey website, and I was like, sure, that's not really what I want to do, but I'll do hockey, sure. So I did that for like a year or so, and then I ended up working for the Providence Bruins, which is like the minor league version mm-hmm. of Boston Bruins. And then COVID happened, obviously. <laughs> Cause of course once things start getting good. You know? Yep. Yep. We uh I think it was wasn't it Chelsea Ladd had like sort of a similar story. Mm-hmm. Where right. she yeah, she like finally got a job, uh, a sports writing job and like COVID happens and just cut <laughs> immediately. And she's just like, nah! <laughs> I was that looking- close. I started, I think it was, the season starts September 2019, and then I end up, I was like, okay, like, I took a week off, 
because I was on vacation in Aruba, actually when all like everything started shutting down COVID. And I get an email while like I'm like at the airport trying to like get out of Aruba. I'm like, otherwise I'm gonna be stuck here forever. And they're like, uh the AHL season suspended. <laughs> and oh, I was just like, well, now I have no job, but I guess yep. my number one priority is getting home. So I have to yeah. another time. <laughs> oh my God. So then how did you end up um, how did you end up at a uh, pitcher list? Yeah, so then I spent it was like from March to July. Yeah, J- March to July of 2020, I was just kind of freelancing, doing whatever since there wasn't ma- much sports to write about anyways, taking time whatever and then just keeping up with my own blog. I was putting out a lot more on my personal blog then cuz I was like I nothing to do (laughs) and then actually alex bass reached out to me he's like oh would you be interested in writing for pitcherless i was like oh my you got you got the personal dm from alex fast right (laughs) see here i thought you like the rest of the plebs just applied to pitcherless had an interview all that stuff but no no you were selected by Vice President of Pitcher List himself, <laughs> Alexander Fast. I don't know his middle name. Holy. I was. I don't strike know me as an Alexander either, name. to be honest. But I assume most I mean, Alexes are like, Alexanders. Yeah. Yeah, that would be weird. Maybe, maybe not. Alex. Well, maybe could be. But there's Ale- there are there are Alexes who are Alexanders and Alexes who are not Alexanders, and I think he's a not Alexander. But like, no, no. I. I I need to text him and figure out what his middle name. I'll do that later. Right. We'll do. I so. Anyways, yeah. So, so you, so Alex DMs you and you land on Pitcher List. Yes. And you have been an across the seams writer for. Uh, do you just exclusively do across the seams, or do you do? Yeah, okay. I yeah. just do across the seams. I did like some. I did like the team preview, and I did like yes, the yes, I remember previews. that. Yes. But I remember that part. Like right now, I'm working on for across teams one on Willie Domus because I'm also a big Brewers mm. fan. <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay, we'll definitely get into that when we talk yeah. more about baseball because I'm curious how that happens. Um, <laughs> but and yes, I remember. Easy franchise to like. I sure, say, right? sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like saying like now. Oh, I like the Padres. Like, yeah, it's easy to like them. Yeah, that's <laughs> understandable. Um, yeah, but no, I remember your first. If I remember right, your first pitcherless piece was on John Means, right? It was. Hmm. Yes, near oh, and dear no, to my heart, John gone. Means. <laughs> Zach just turned off his camera. Right. He's oh, out. He camera, quit. camera gone. Boom. John Means done. Absolutely done. <laughs> Zach's like John Means. I'm not here to talk about <laughs> any John Means discussion here. But <laughs> Zach's tired of talking about the Orioles. <laughs> no, I do. I do actually. I do want to rewind a tiny bit though, because yes. one of the things that really struck me when I was living in New England that I hadn't realized was how much y'all love hockey. Like yeah. as a regional thing, and mm. I, I guess it's like the same thing up in Minnesota too. But uh, what what is it about hockey for you and and your people? I guess, but really just you uh, that <laughs> other sports don't like. What is it? I mean, we we asked this question about baseball later, but we haven't had too many hockey people come on here. So I want to hear what's what's cool about hockey in in your mind. To me, a hockey because I was like, obviously, baseball is one I like to like sit down, enjoy. Like I'm like after a long day. I don't want to say I can relax and watch baseball, but not usually if the Red Sox, I don't really relax, but like I can put on a baseball game that I'm not like so invested in the teams and like relax and watch it. Whereas hockey, it's like the exact opposite. 
It's just mm-hmm. so fast moving, so fast, so fast, so fast, pay, fast, pay edge for the entire game. And thank God they're not as long as baseball games because I think I'd actually have a coronary. <laughs> but I don't know what it is about. It's just very exciting. And like my dad's a big hockey fan. And the Bruins were not that good when I was like younger. And then they won the cup in 2011. And since then they've been haven't won another cup, but they've come close a few times now. So once obviously the Bruins are good, it's actually a lot more fun. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. valid. They did come close. Um, I, I'm obligated then to ask this question. So where were you uh, when uh, Dave Boland and Brian Bickle scored 17 seconds apart in game six of the 2013 Stanley Cup finals to give the Blackhawks their second championship in three years? An organization which is complete dumpster fire, and they all need to resign. By the way, like acknowledged scandal, very much noted. Screw the entire front office. I disown them anyway. Uh, but we did get that one. So I no, exactly. I can remember it very vividly. I was in my friend's basement. It was like I think sophomore year of high school, and we were all just like having a watch party, whatever. When that happened, everyone just went silent. I could just hear people start packing. <laughs> you just hear silence was, like, and then and I was too afraid to talk so I like text her from across and I'm like can we leave soon <laughs> oh my god you just that's that's the most awkward thing you just hear silence and then you hear the sound of like people shuffling and yep, just like the TV just goes off <laughs> oh my god yeah I mean that's like I watched the um the 20 whatever the stupid falcons Patriots comeback was that was my my junior yeah. year of college and I watched Don't. that in like a room like in a party that was pretty much like half Patriots fans and half people <laughs> who really hated the Patriots yeah uh, and that was yeah it was a similar dynamic and it was honestly one of like the worst sports watching nights in my entire life I so I will see, that, I was there the can can we go now like can we <laughs> please dude I have had so many and like. This is nothing. I assume that you're a Patriots fan if you're a football yes. fan, Sarah. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. I get it. I'm a I'm a Ravens fan, so there's like a lot of history there. But man, have I had so many Super Bowls where the Patriots are in it and I'm just like, I hate this. I hate this so much. It I'm really just sitting there. Way. I'm sitting there like the whole second half or like the fourth quarter. I'm like, I hate this. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. But I will say that does make it all that more satisfying when I would see Tom Brady sitting on the ground doing his like hanging head thing when he was like sad Tom and he was losing. And oh man, when the Ravens would beat the Patriots in the AFC championship a couple times, oh, it was just beautiful. But that didn't happen more often than it did happen. <laughs> Only, yeah, only once or twice, but anyways, um, so speaking of, I do want to, um, there's one, I want to talk a little bit more about Boston, the Boston area, and then there's one more thing I want to talk about before we get to baseball, but Boston, there's a lot of stereotypes about Boston and people from Boston, the Boston area. So what I want to know. What is a stereotype about Boston people that is just way overhyped and just not true? And then also, what is a stereotype about Boston people that is totally true? Okay. 
One that is not true is that everyone has the crazy Boston accents. I really don't know that very many people. You do not. I I have noted. I have noticed you do not have like a thick Boston. Yeah, I don't have. Like, I don't right. know a lot of people that do. There are a few that are like from like Dorchester, like grow up there, like that definitely have it. But for the most part, even people I know that like grew up in Boston. They don't have it. <laughs> I feel like we all assume that everyone from Boston sounds like Mark Wahlberg or Bill Burr. Mm-hmm. And like, they don't like just, no. I mean, some people do, you get the, you get the Bill Burrs, but, uh, but yeah, that makes sense. There is a group of people that for some reason, like dig into it. Like they want to be that person. Like they want <laughs> to be Mark Wahlberg. I don't know why. I think it's very cringy. Oh <laughs> to be honest. But for the most part, a lot of them, I think, are just kind of faking it. They like to be the Boston. <laughs> oh, you think they're playing up the Boston yeah. accent? Because, you know what? So that's funny because I know I, – I could totally believe that because I know people. I know one person in particular who, when we were in high school, he developed a Baltimore accent out of nowhere. <laughs> and I think – I personally believe, and I will not say who this is, uh, but – because he's a close friend. Uh, I think he did this because he wanted it to be part of his like personality. Like he wanted it to be a character trait that he has a Baltimore accent. And so then it became ingrained in him so that now he does have that accent and he can't shake it. But he just, I swear to God, he did it on purpose because he didn't have it when I first met him. And then suddenly he's saying things like boat and ocean. And I'm like, hey, I was going to ask, what, what, what is a Baltimore accent? Oh, what is a Baltimore? So the best way I can describe a Baltimore accent is if you've heard a Philadelphia accent, it's that, but like with a Southern twang to it. So like the best way I can describe it is you say things like, hey, we're having crabs on Tuesday. Or uh, <laughs> I got to go to the mechanic and get some motor oil. And then we're going to go pick up the crabs. And this is a Baltimore accent. You say Balmer instead of Baltimore. It's Balmer. You, say, uh, you know, I, I I hear a little the way you're saying that. I hear a little Pittsburgh in there more more than yeah, Philly. yeah. So it's yeah. it's like that that Pennsylvania accent. Where you have that uh, elongated O with the AU, mm-hmm. um, but you it but it has a little more Southern twang to it because when you might say like hoagie or like something like you're talking about getting a hoagie in in uh, in the Pennsylvania area, in Baltimore it has like the, the for your hoagie. Get a wall off for your hoagie. Yeah, the the one just the one that I there's a guy who I used to work with when I worked at the local Fox affiliate in Baltimore. Uh, his name is uh, he goes by Traffic Jam Jimmy, and um, his he, it's this guy Jimmy who just he his thing on the morning news is he rolls around the Baltimore area in a car with cameras and tells people about the traffic. But he is a Baltimore. Morning Did you know guy. you're in a traffic jam right now? Right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. He just rolls. So if you actually, he like had a brief moment of fame a couple years ago, we had a really bad snowstorm and while he was supposed to be on the morning news, uh, they cut to him. And when they cut to him, he was in the drive through at McDonald's, like did not know he was going to be on air. And so like they cut to him like, all right, Jimmy's here with the traffic. Jimmy has it looking out there and you just hear him pull up and you hear the hello. Please pull forward to the next window. And he pulls forward and someone says, Hello, uh, McDonald's. How can I help? Well, then he goes like full, like he's like, Can I get a fish sandwich? And like you hear 
somebody, the news person, this this anchor Candace, she's like, Jimmy, you're on air right now. And he goes, yeah, can I get a fish sandwich? Oh, is it too early? Because it's like 7 in the morning and he wants a fish fillet. <laughs> And that's, it's a great a video. It's on YouTube. But it's oh, it was great. But anyways, I get sidetracked. That's a Baltimore <laughs> accent. Um, so not everybody from Boston has the Boston accent. But what is a Boston stereotype that is absolutely totally true? Hmm. Oh, I got one. Driving. Perfect. Hmm. Oh, I have heard driver. Boston's. I've heard that Boston's terrifying to drive in. See, I'm not an aggressive driver, so it's, like, scary for me. I should be an aggressive driver because that's what, like, when people say, like, oh, mass hole drivers, that's what it is. It's scary. It's so scary. That's what I have heard. Like, my, my dad drove in Boston once, and he said he would never do it again. It terrified him. He <laughs> so scary. I would no, go in like I, it coming from people are mean and also so I'm in Chicago. I spent most of my life in Chicago and we have a absolutely exquisitely designed grid system uh, where there's like six streets in the entire city that go diagonally and you can name every single one of them. And for the most part, like you get your tight one ways and stuff. But this is a city that was built in like the 1880s for the most part. Yeah. So relatively modern city. Everything in Boston is like freaking it's like a corn maze and people i think like my experience in providence is kind of similar just in that it's a very old cities out there like not really built for cars their number of blind turns you have to make i think people really just like i don't know they're like if i die i die i'm just gonna hit the <laughs> gas. Let's, let's hope for the best let's go for it and <laughs> that's you know what but like dc has all the diagonal streets like D- DC has some terrible, terrible intersections, but I feel like the drivers aren't as, from what I've heard, as aggressive. Like there's definitely confusing intersections. We've got an intersection in DC that is entirely built around a Wendy's. Like it, it has a horrible, there's like five streets that come at weird angles because there's a <laughs> Wendy's there and has been a Wendy's for a very long time and they won't get rid of it. For whatever reason, so yeah, that's why it's circle. there. They're not going to do all that work just to get rid of the Wendy's. Like, <laughs> it's called it's it's colloquially known as Dave Thomas Circle, and it just it's awful. But it's, from it's what I have heard, Wendy's, right? Yeah, it's the Wendy's oh, guy. Um, <laughs> the you you both I forget you both are children and do not remember the old Wendy's ads when Dave Thomas was alive. Um, but. Anyways, uh, from what I have heard, the Boston drivers are um, super aggressive, which DC drivers are not quite as much. But so that's totally true. Oh, it's so true. I get so scared. I get beeped at at least once a day. (laughs) Because that's the other thing. I'm such a passive driver. I'm like, oh, you go. You go. And then also, people will be like piling up behind me, like slamming them. Are you so you're one of those drivers who's just like no 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 it's okay like I got I'm fine I'm fine I don't have to go anywhere it's okay you go you seem like you're in a rush so it's okay I let, like, a whole line go oh, my God. oh this is a weird this is a weird driving question but I'm curious if either of you this may totally be just me and if and if I say this and you're just like you're weird that's fine do you ever like do you ever feel anxious about how fast your windshield wipers are going while oh, you're driving in comparison to the drivers around you? Yes, always. 
Thank you. I'm so glad I'm not alone in this because there are definitely times. I'm going like a bunch. And I'll see people are not using them at all. I'm like, is it you? Am I like Yes. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Never once, never in my life has this crossed my mind. I'm glad that you two have found solidarity in this. I kid you not. I have so many times. Have I been driving and like I have the windshield wipers on like full speed and I see somebody have them on interval and I'm just like, oh, I probably look like an idiot, don't I? And then yeah, like, I oh, maybe the rain's not that bad. Yeah, I'm like, do I have bad vision or like yeah, am I just you start playing this whole thing? This rain isn't that bad. I'm just dramatic. Oh my god, I am so, I. <laughs> I and 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 I've I've had the flip side of that. Where like mine's on interval and I see someone with it on full speed, I'm just like <laughs> loser. <laughs> All right, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> they must be they must suck. Like <laughs> my my car I think only has like three settings for the windshield wiper. So. I I used to have an old car that had two and it was like normal and super fast. And it that's was, basically what mine is. It, it was, was made like in just the 80s. low end a little bit. My car is not that old. It's a 2002, but like the wheel literally flew off on the highway yesterday. So it's like not. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? Wait, yeah. how did that happen? What? <laughs> so I guess. So I changed the tire a week ago and Clearly I. Really not very well. <laughs> You, you don't first say, man. Like, because I've changed a tire many times in my life. And I start to, I'm driving and I hear this rattling. It's about a week ago, so I wasn't thinking about it. And I hear this rattling. I'm like, oh, like there's something going on here. Like I'm a little, but like there's something a little off here. I'll wait till I get home and I'll get it checked out. Uh, no, I'm like <laughs> getting on the high, literally getting onto the highway, like, speeding up down the ramp. And then like, I feel a blowout in my back driver's side. I feel like a flat tire, <laughs> except then I see my tire go like shooting off past my, my, my door, my window oh my and like into traffic. And I'm just like, <laughs> I, and fortunately I was like, still oh like God. kind of on the merge. So I was just like, all right, I guess I'll, I'll get to the side now. And I'm like kind of watching my tire like fly half a mile into the distance. And I'm just like, like what, what? oh my um, God, that's like so, out of a Looney Tunes cartoon. I'm yeah, lucky that yeah. I was like, on where the like highway, someone's but... driving and then their wheel passes them. <laughs> like there's Wile E. Coyote behind me or something. Like, you know, I was like, oh my the other day because I got a flat tire that puts everything in perspective now oh my yeah at least your tire didn't go flying oh, oh my man. god like, I'm, you're yeah. like you didn't did you cause an accident where people i don't dodge I'm, your tire? I'm, i really shouldn't be talking about this so lightly i'm like incredibly lucky that i was not on the highway and just yeah. merging onto the highway at the time but yeah. like uh yeah man driving is crazy like cars oh like when god. you stop to think about it like first insane you got all these people moving at like 80 miles an hour like any anyway oh i i never forget because driving makes me so freaking anxious i mean me when too. you're worrying about other people's windshield wipers Dude, yeah. well uh, yeah, yeah yeah clearly but like no I, I i hate driving so much so much so that like it, it's a it's a two-hour drive roughly to get from my house to ocean city maryland and oftentimes we will go to ocean city me and uh my wife and the kids and every single time i'm like god that's such a long drive God, I don't want to do that. It's two hours. It's not that bad, but it just the whole the night before I have I mean, to like you have I have to like psych that, myself so. up and like do like get like pumped up and be like you can do. I'm like playing Eye the Tiger in my head. Like you can do this. 
does you can this get two maybe, hours in the car and like does this maybe have to do with having young children no 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 no. it's always been that way i oh, always okay. hated driving <laughs> i i will say driving like alone is a little easier because i can like lose myself in a podcast or something yeah. but uh but yeah driving with the kids and stuff i just have like music playing and you know my wife will if i'm driving my wife will take care of them if they're like you know punching each other or whatever um but yeah. which they often do i have uh, a 10 year old and a five-year-old boy and they 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 will definitely fight each other um but yeah it just i don't the know i obligatory zach says haha no kids for me part of the podcast <laughs> which, which frequently yeah, uh, yeah 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 <laughs> that, that's I know, happened I know. and and i've already finished my first beer here so that means it is probably time to move on to the unless you have one more question oh one well more. one more thing before we move to baseball mm-hmm. yes because i do want to hear this so you you've spent some time in your life waiting tables yeah and i want to know if you have a customer horror story or or, or something the opposite story. Or, or have to like be... the opposite. Keep it light. Do you have any super heartwarming, like you know, I mean, beautiful <laughs> taste of humanity sure, type things? I guess. I, trying to keep it like you know. See, I worked in a chili, so there was not very. Oh man! <laughs> so you definitely. So, you, so what you saw was the boys hanging out of the chilies, <laughs> knocking back some tall frosty ones. Well, the worst part is I. If, Oh, I waitress at the Chili's in like my college town, oh. so I like knew a lot of the people that would come in. They would come in before going out, and I'm like, "You guys are going out having fun. I'm on my double at Chili's. <laughs> They're pre-gaming with Chili's, and then I'm gonna close this dining room at like 1 a.m. <laughs> oh my god! I'm trying to think of. There were some weird people. <laughs> I can just, only imagine. I worked at an Applebee's, uh, oh, which yeah. is basically just a carbon right, copy of a Chili's. Are they yeah, not kind of? Same, are they, not they are the they same thing. I, I was a host at an Applebee's, and it was a nightmare. I left that job like as fast as I could, because uh, being a host, like waiting tables, is totally different from being a host. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I still got paid less because I got tips, air quotes, because <laughs> I got like literally 1% of the waiter's tips were then divvied up among the, the yeah. hosts so that they could pay us like three bucks an hour. It was a nightmare. But labor law is um, great. Yeah, great. Um, but yeah, it, we got some weird, weird people in Applebee's. So I can only imagine you got some weird people at Chili's too. There was this one. It was. The thing was, they were a mother and a son. The son was probably like 15, 16. So this one confused me about him. Because I was like, when I'm a 15, 16-year-old kid, the last thing I want is my parents embarrassing me. These two, I had seen them before. So I recognized them. And like everyone, they would go around to the chilies in the area and like try and get free food by complaining about it. And I recognized to the point where I recognized them and I was like, of course I have this table. Like, let's hear what it is today. Like, what's well, going to be the issue today? They're like super nice to start off, whatever. And then she's like ordering the food for her son, which I was like, all right, he's 16. I think he can order his own food, but whatever. <laughs> and he's like, he wants the barbecue tenders, but he doesn't want the barbecue sauce, but he wants them have, have been soaked in the barbecue. But he doesn't. 
okay, like, I'll see what I can do. Right, I want a hint of barbecue, but yes. marinated for exactly Just a touch of barbecue. Okay, the kid wants plain tenders. That's what I got from that. Yeah. And I'll give him a side of barbecue sauce. <laughs> so he can figure out. I was like, I don't know what she wants to do. Like, they're microwaving food. <laughs> <laughs> There's no yeah. marinating going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a ch- like, ma- ma'am, this is a Chili's. You do realize yeah, that. <laughs> okay, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> like, you get the cowboy burger or yeah. like, $1 margarita. You know? <laughs> right, right. Well, then I come back well of course i put in the order and then two seconds later she, when will it be out <laughs> you just oh watch God. me enter it in right there. <laughs> and i like have like a bunch of other tables she's like flagging me down every time she's like can we have some wipes and i was like you have no food what do you need for? <laughs> like okay like then she's complaining about the wipes like i was like all right we're really already starting yeah this. yeah yeah, I was like, I know as soon as I put these chicken tenders down, I'm going to get yelled at. So let's just get this over with. I get it. I bring Man. him over. I just I just stood there. I was like, let's hear it. And What's the like, problem? Yeah, she's like, there's no barbecue sauce on these. I was like, I know. Like, you didn't ask for them. Like, all the stuff. Like, I'm like showing her what I wrote down. And she just goes, she's just, you're just this stupid little college girl. Oh my God! Oh, Christ! Oh, and she was like, "We're never going to come here again if you're not even going to listen to what we're saying." <laughs> I can Ma'am, I tell you, right, Can I tell you that, like, I'm not the CEO complaint. of Chili's here, dude. That Don't complaint. Care. I I used to get that complaint. I worked at J.C. Penney's for a very long time, and I would get that kind of complaint, like, "Well, we're not going to shop here, or whatever." And I'm like, "Do you think I own stock in the company?" <laughs> Like, do you think I care literally at all if you shop here? It does not affect me even the slightest bit. And you complaining that your coupon is two months expired and I won't take it is like complaining to the school janitor about the quality of your child's education. I can't do anything about it. You are talking to the wrong person. <laughs> Another woman I had, it was like a Tuesday afternoon, like whatever. She came. It was just her. And like four children, like I don't even think they're all her kids. And she's ordering like margarita after margarita to reach the point. And I was the only server on doing this like a Tuesday afternoon. I like said to the bartender, and I was like, This is the first time I was like, I think I want to cut her off. Like, I'm like genuinely nervous for this woman. I was like, I don't yeah. want to be responsible because I was like, She's already had like three in less than an hour. Oh my god, and I was yeah. like. She's four kids with her, and she just yeah. ordered another one. I just said, "Oh, let me just go double check something really quick." And I was like, "I don't want to be held responsible for that." So I was like, "Oh, like you just have to wait another half an hour or so before you can order another one. Like it's just company policy." And she's like, "Well, I came here for the chilies, margaritas. Like, well, I'm like, yeah, I know the three already. <laughs> aren't, aren't those things like really like ninety five percent like juice water anyway? Yeah, like, like, sugar. You don't get like, like you want to know like <laughs> there's a reason they're like five dollars. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. They're not like loading them with tequila. <laughs> yeah, no. So I was like, sorry, like that's just policy, like whatever. She's like, I came here because I want margaritas. I was like, then why'd you bring four kids with you? Like." <laughs> you can wait it out well i can't wait that long with just no food here she didn't order any food for the kids oh my god 
<laughs> like I can't just make them sit here. I was like, I know. <laughs> Believe me, I understand that. She's like, well, then I'm just oh gonna leave and never come back here. I was like, all okay, right, yeah. Oh my god. Did you, did you ever have any Dyna Dashers? Yes, actually, I did. Did you and ever chase well, after them? Well, I told my because I'm like so not aggressive at all. I like saw, of course, it's like a group of like teenage boys, and like I yep. look at the check, and one of them was nice enough to write their Snapchat on it. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> I, like, Cringe, I was like, whatever you guys are ready. I'm like, okay, and so I was like, oh, they already left. They must have just like left like cash because I was like, right. yeah, go over there. Nope, there's just <laughs> someone wrote their Snapchat. There's like a drawing of like. Dick. <laughs> oh my god! And I see them out in the like parking lot. So I told my manager, I was like, "Teenage boys scare me. Can you go?" Yeah. And of course, they were already like, as soon as they saw him, because he was like a big scary guy. They were like sprinting away on their bikes. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, when I was at Applebee's, we used to chase after Dine and Dashers in the parking lot, like the waiters routinely, because yeah. we would get them. The waiters would routinely, like, I'd be standing at the host stand and I'd see a waiter just hauling it out the front door. And I'm like, oh, someone didn't pay. And they would chase them down in the parking lot. So I was curious if that ever happened to you. But, huh. yeah, just oh, that man. Time. Stories, chilies, man. Uh, waiting tables. Waiting tables, yeah. honestly, a job that everybody should have because uh, it really. Uh, I agree. Do, I, I say that all the time. Yeah. Do you tip well at every restaurant now? Because I know. Oh, my friends are like, you are in. Because I'll tip at least like 25% everywhere we go. Oh, my like, God. Yeah. Who knows how traumatized this person is? Right, been. right. I'll, I'll sit there and like, I'll have terrible service and I'll be like, I'll show them how displeased I am. 20% tip. And that's it. Because yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know that the restaurant industry is difficult and they're not getting paid a whole lot. And uh, yeah. I don't know what happened today to them. So, you know what? Fine. That's fine. I'm like, it's probably a shitty day because every day is pretty much a shitty day. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, all right. So let's move on. We want to talk more, a little bit more about baseball. Yes. And um, the question that we ask everybody on this podcast, mm -hmm. why do you love baseball? What is it about the sport of baseball that specifically really draws you in? Obviously, you're a hockey fan. You are a football fan. There's a lot of sports out there, but what is it specifically about the sport of baseball that you really love? I think for me, why baseball is like my favorite out of all the sports out there is probably because I grew up like my parents, when we lived like 15 minutes from Boston, they still had season tickets for the Red Sox. So growing up, I went to like games at Fenway, like at least once a week, basically. So I was just constantly around baseball. Then once we moved, I was constantly going to like Paw Sox games. So I was 15 mm. minutes away from there. So I got to the point where I was just like, okay, I feel like I'm starting to actually get a genuine interest in this by the time, like, because I was still interested when I was like 13, 14, which is when you usually lose interest in like everything <laughs> that you liked as a kid. And I was like, oh, I actually do like baseball. So then I was like, got more into it, you know, like more into like stats, like the deeper stuff of it, more not just like, oh, there's my favorite player. I hope he gets a home run. <laughs> kind of watch it with my parents type deal. And I think ever since then, like that's just kind of always been I'm like the one like solid interest I've always had. That's you know what, that's it's funny 
I feel like a pretty common thread between uh, all these answers to that question has been like, I watched it as a kid. I have a strong tie to it. Like from my parents used to watch it. I feel like we get that a lot. And, and I love yeah. that. I, I, I love that. That's something that people like yeah. connect to. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. the same for me. I, I grew up as an Orioles fan. My mom always says my first Orioles game was at Memorial Stadium um, before Camden Yards when she was uh, six months pregnant with me. She she always says like, oh, that was Ben's first Orioles game. And and I grew up like going there. I have a lot of memories uh, going there as a kid and watching Orioles games. So I feel like that's that's a pretty common and thing. I, I love accessibility it. and minor league stuff. We've heard a lot of that, too. Yes. The last, you know, <laughs> RIP the Paw Sox, man. That was the last... Um, the the Apostox game was the last game I went to before uh, everything shut down before this season. Oh, really? It was the last. Yeah, I went to. I guess it, it turned out to be like one of the like three or four last games at McCoy Stadium too. Which is that's the thing. I feel really so sad. bad for the Apostox. I'm like they never even had a it's... real like final season. Yeah, exactly. And it was such a. I don't know. They seemed like they really they really cared about it here. It was a super super cool stadium. But yeah, no, that's um. Those are all that's solid, solid reasoning. So do you have what are some of your earliest memories of baseball then? Like anything really distinctive other than just like watching with your parents, you know, any moments that stick out where you remember being like, this is it. Like this is this is the good shit, you know? I do vividly remember it was when the Red Sox won 2004. I was seven. And that was when I went to my first like sports parade. Mm. And in my head, like, my idea of a parade was like, oh, a float. Like, they're going to throw candy. (laughs) So my parents took me and my sister. So I was seven. My sister was four at the time. This was, like, obviously it was fun when you're a little kid and stuff. But I'm like, God, I can't imagine being a parent having to take care of your kids at this point. Oh, my God. I'm imagining it right now. Like, like, (laughs) let's say, let's say, you know. The uh, hell freezes over and the Orioles win a World Series, and I'm going to Baltimore <laughs> and for a parade. I cannot imagine bringing my children because the whole time I would just be like, "Look, you're going to be handcuffed to me <laughs> <laughs> because this is going to be insane." But yeah, I was like, hey, you my bring sister's it. on like yeah. my mom's shoulder. I was on like my dad's shoulder, and there's like beer cans being thrown everywhere. <laughs> right. But when right. I say that, I'm just like. Wow, like, look at mm-hmm. my favorite players on the duck boats. I was like, everyone's so happy celebrating. And again, like, 2004, I'm like, when you're seven, I understand really the significance, like, ha- just how excited people were. I was like, oh, well, like, it's all like, I'm like, it's like yeah, I. I guess you've never really known the lovable losers, Red Sox. No. Who are the lovable losers, Red Sox? The lo- uh, before, the before. Before, and the yeah, Cubs are the lovable won, losers. Well, a... the Cubs were too, but before the Red Sox won their World Series, when they were in that like eighty plus year World Series drought, I I distinctly remember I I did not. Um, and again, this is nothing against you, Sarah, because you're wonderful. But I hate the Red Sox with every just every <laughs> fiber of my being. Um, and I didn't feel that way about the Red Sox pre World Series. Because I remember them as like they were kind of the lovable loot. Like they always ended up losing. They weren't great. They were like, ah, we're in a World Series drought, eighty plus years, you know. <laughs> and then they won, and then they were just just absolutely insufferable. And 
awful. And one of my favorite Orioles memories is when we kicked the Red Sox out of the playoffs, <laughs> even though we were a losing team. Uh, in the it was beautiful. But anyway, no, I I have um a very similar similar story actually. I don't remember. I was nine in two thousand five when the White Sox won. Um and. Uh, I don't remember much about the parade at all, but I very yeah. vividly remember getting like pulled out of school for it and feeling like the coolest kid in the <laughs> at that time. I was like, <laughs> my parents were taking me to oh, I school. <laughs> um, I have also, unfortunately, like Ben, and actually, I so it's I've never heard I've only ever heard the term "lovable losers" applied specifically to the Cubs for most of their history. So it's I I, 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 I totally get the, I, I get the that. vibe that you're going though. I only know similar to the Patriots, like I only know the Red Sox as like an insufferable juggernaut. So, like, <laughs> oh, you know, can... there was there was a solid uh, a solid long time that I was paying attention to baseball pre two thousand four. Um, where, yeah, the Red Sox were kind of like, ah, they're just another team. Like, my focus of hatred was on the Yankees yeah. for a large portion of my – and still, as I mean, the does, Yankees yeah. are awful, and I, I hate them as well. Um, <laughs> but, like, especially after the late 90s, like, the the whole Jeffrey, Jeffrey uh, Mayer thing, which yeah. still, like, hurts me deeply. Like, every year it comes up on Twitter. Well, especially because, like, video – like, they replay <laughs> – take away home God. runs like that like on a daily basis too yes now, and also <laughs> like the thing that really bothered me was all of new york knew like and they and they rubbed it in our faces <laughs> like not only did they know they were like thank god for jeffrey mayor they like put him on the front page of the new york post they're like thank god for this guy because he got away with stealing a home run and i'm just like you all are awful like you're just so bad so I heard they read an article about him recently because I was like, where is this guy now? <laughs> I think oh, he I'm worked sure. in baseball for like a year or something. I believe it. And like I, I hold – so here's the thing. I don't hold a grudge against Jeffrey Mayer because honestly he was a kid and he nope. was just reaching out for a baseball. <laughs> no, I hold no grudges. It's not like the whole like – you know, same thing with like the Steve Bartman crap with uh, the Cubs. Damn near they, that oh, like, I know, I know. Shit, it was horrible. I, I hold no grudges against Jeffrey Mayer, but I hate the Jeffrey Mayer like phenomenon around <laughs> everything surrounding him and everything like the, the fact that the umpires like just blew the most incredible call and just all of that. I hate all of that, but yeah, I got nothing against the... Jeffrey Mayer. <laughs> Coming up next on the AL East Grievance Hour. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, tell me about it. No, actually, so, tell us, so now that we're done, yeah, we're, we're done pooping on, on the Red Sox. So tell yeah. us about some of your favorite historical Red Sox players and Red Sox memories. I mean, I guess winning the World Series like a number of times is probably up there, but um, yeah. maybe other than that, I don't know. I say, yeah, that one would definitely be up there. I'm trying to think of like cool ones I've seen in person. But I feel like every time I've seen something like cool in person, it's like, like what was the last one? There was a game I went to in like 2019, I think it was. It set the record for most pitchers used in a game because <laughs> it was like 15 innings or something. And I think they oh were playing. God. Who were they playing? I think they were playing the Giants. And it was like insane because this was obviously before they had the three batter minimum rule. Mm -hmm. And they were just right. bringing in pictures for each individual <laughs> individual hit or whatever. Oh my God. And it was just, finally it was like 
15 innings. It was like 1 30 in the morning. The Red Sox lost. <laughs> I'm just like, I oh feel my like God. it's my like that I've been there in person for. Oh, I was in person for when Chris Davis finally broke his. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a, you know, we, I, That's so when, when we spoke to, uh, we had Connor Newcomb, who's an Orioles guy on our podcast, mm-hmm. and we spoke a lot about Chris Davis and like, Man, him breaking that streak was like, <laughs> oh God. There's, I have a lot of complicated feelings about him, but um, I was actually, so I wasn't present. I almost was, but my family was present for a historic Red Sox moment when Manny Ramirez hit his 500th home run. Really? In Camden Yards. They, uh, I've, I've, I think I've told this story before on the podcast, but to briefly summarize what happened, Manny hits his 500th home run in Camden Yards. All of Camden Yards just erupts because it's like 60% Red Sox fans. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, the place is, according to my parents, the only time they've heard it louder was during the um, ALDS when uh, during the Delman Young double, when Delman Young hit his, you know, famous double. That was amazing. Yeah. Um, but that was the only time they have heard Camden Yards louder. <laughs> and and uh, the Orioles used to do this thing because obviously the Red Sox during the seventh inning stretch, they play Sweet Caroline by Neil Diamond. And so the Orioles would do this thing where they would start playing Sweet Caroline and then they would do a record scratch and be like, ha fooled you Red Sox fans. And they would play Thank God I'm a Country Boy, which is tradition at Camden Yards. I, Notoriously I know rural Baltimore, Maryland. Yes, you know? clearly. Um, Tractors everywhere. I remind me sometimes. Sorry about that once you're done with this. I'll tell you the story why that happened. It's really dumb and innocuous. But uh, so they start playing. They start doing that. They start playing Sweet Caroline and the whole stadium just goes nuts. They don't even hear the record scratch or any of that. <laughs> the whole stadium is swinging, singing no. Sweet Caroline. You no. hear everybody going, bum, bum, bum. I'd be like, just no, this is not the supposed to happen. The whole place, because Manny hit that home run at the uh, in the top of the seventh. And, and so it with like two outs and then the next person got out and everyone's going nuts. And it was just a night. My parents were sitting there seething. I think they would have like killed somebody. <laughs> like they were just like, I hate this so much. The, um, to answer what you were saying uh, about, thank God I'm a country boy. Their whole reason it's there is because an Orioles player in the seventies was like, I think Orioles fans would enjoy this during the seventh inning. And and the Orioles staff were like, sure, and they played it, and that's it. <laughs> it, it has See, nothing to do with it. In 2018, they did that same thing, the Sweet Caroline record scratch or whatever. Yep. Yep. Then I was like, I was with my friends. I was like, is Maryland the like steep south? No, we like, so I mean. <laughs> we we were we were so is Maryland the South is like this identity crisis for the entire state and has been forever. Um, a lot of people will argue that Maryland is south of the Mason Dixon line, so therefore it is the South. Uh, others will say, well, it aligned with the Union in the Civil War, so it is not the South. But the only reason it aligned with the Union is because like Abe Lincoln wouldn't let it uh, align with the debates be having in twenty twenty one. Right, right. <laughs> So is is Maryland the South? Uh, we are like in this weird uh, Schrodinger's cat kind of state where we are neither the South nor the North. It, it depends on who you ask. If you ask somebody from like 
Georgia, we're the North. Like we're ah, you're okay. up there with those Northerners. You ask somebody from New York, ah, those are those crazy Southerners. So hmm. we're neither. Hmm. Um, well, but I heard it at Camden Yards, and then we went out somewhere after, and they played it at the bar too. And I was I'm like, sure they did. Really yeah, it, it Southern thing. It's <laughs> this weird tradition. I swear to God, I, I want to say it was Mark Belanger. I don't remember who it was, but it was an Orioles player who literally was just like, I don't know, maybe this. And they started playing it, and it just became a tradition since the 70s. And that's it. I mean, it's really that stupidly simple. And everyone sings, thank God I'm a country boy. One of the ushers used to dress up as a cowboy with a fake fiddle and like do that during the seventh inning stretch. It, it's, it's I'm not going to lie, thing. that makes me feel a little better about Sweet Caroline because I cannot <laughs> stand Sweet Caroline. Oh, okay. oh really? Really? That's, All right. So, Tell I, me why, I, how, you must yeah, be kind of a pariah a little bit. There's, there's <laughs> that's got to cause some some awkwardness. There's more people that hate it than you'd think because we're like, hmm. this is honestly like, I don't know. Maybe it's just the consensus here. Sweet Caroline's not really a good song. <laughs> it's definitely catchy, in my opinion. It's catchy, it's but catchy. I can understand you hear it so much uh, that you start hating it. Well, when I was little, it was like one of those songs out here and get like excited and like all pumped because when I, you're little, I have Fenway, you know, I'm like, oh, whatever. And my parents, even when I was little, they're like, no, sit down. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. They also had their season tickets in the worst of the worst like years for the Red Sox. They stopped getting season tickets in 2004. <laughs> but like, okay, but like they just gone to they had that incredible series with the Yankees the year before though. That's kind of an own goal though. It's a right. Like, <laughs> it's, I think oh my, my parents just reminds them of like being miserable like in their bleacher seats watching the Red Sox normally get like blown up and then like oh everyone just getting up. Because that is usually like the bullpen lets up like eight runs or something. And they're like, all right, now everyone get up and dance. <laughs> and it just doesn't really work. Yeah, no. I can yeah. see how that would be in, in the lean years. Um, yeah. Not so much of a, a funny yeah, thing. Yeah, I get on, that. Um, on, yeah, go ahead. All right, I was going to say on that note, so I'm I'm coming out to – I'm going to spend a couple days at least in New England sometime next month. And I'm planning on hitting up Fenway um, at least once because I haven't been there. I've only been there once. Oh, okay. uh, and that was in like 20, like my senior year of high school. So like 2014 or 2013 or something like that. So what are some things about Fenway that I need to check out? What are your favorite parts? Uh, good food. You know, what do I, what do I need to see around there? Hmm. In, in the immediate, like immediate Fenway area. In the park, outside the park, I know you've got the whole kind of like it's almost like Wrigley, like kind of Wrigleyville up here, where you get the, the oh yeah, they do the, There's a lot of stuff up now near Fenway with like bars and stuff. I'm trying to think because honestly, a lot of the stuff in the park, I'm like, you're better off getting stuff out of the park. The only thing is, you can't bring anything in. <laughs> Ugh, yeah, because like the hot dogs are better outside the park. Like you can really? get better because obviously any park's prices are insane but Fenway is just yeah yeah absurd. oh i can <laughs> like, only imagine third with their prices how, how much is a beer in Fenway do you know roughly Bud Light's like 10 Jesus what how big of a cup it's not very big like okay. a regular size 
because yeah, like, like, oh I remember God. I went to Miller Park in 2019 and I was like amazed by how much cheaper it was but they were all like a bunch of people around me were like complaining like oh beer prices are going back up I was like you people should hey. never <laughs> Wisconsin Wisconsin does not get enough credit for being an absolutely psychotic state about drinking I will say but um <laughs> I was shocked because they're like Fenway you can't bring anything in like whatever they were like first of all we went to a bar like I think down the street from Miller Park, when it's still Miller Park now, it's American Family American Field. American Family Field. Yeah, whatever. TM. So they were like, oh, like, if you just show your receipt from the bar to that shuttle right over there, it can shuttle you to the park for free. I was like, oh, okay. I'm like, that's nice. We get on the bus. It's like this, like, party bus. They give out, like, free drinks. I was like, what oh my the God. heck is going on here? And then we like get to the park and everyone's like, oh, like everyone tailgates, like all this stuff. And I was like, well, we don't have a car. We're not from here. We're like talking to people on the bus. Like it's Wisconsin. Just go up to someone and be like, we're not from here. <laughs> so we oh did. My God. They dragged with me and like, they're like feeding us all this food they made, like giving us free drinks. And then I'm like, all right, let's go in now. They sell beers like at the entrance to the park. That you can just walk in with. I was amazed. <laughs> <laughs> oh and my there god! Here, they can just walk in with it. I was like, "Are you serious? Yeah. Like, is this a ripoff? Am I going to get yelled at when I walk up to security with this?" Yeah. Oh my god. No, it's a great stadium. You can get, That's and then wild. like on the inside, you can get all of. I mean, it's like expensive, like any other ballpark, but you get really good beer for well, like, yeah, regular like, like Bud Light prices. You know? Yeah, it was like I think. Because it was obviously Miller Park. I think Miller Lights were like $5. Coors were like 6 Bud were like 6 And I was like, oh, my God. And then my friends were like, well, since things are so Thank much you. cheaper here, we should try it. Because there's like a vodka lemonade at Fenway that I think is like $18. Oh, my God. And so God. they're like, oh, yeah, it's $10. Like, but we can do a double shot for 12 I was like, what is going on in this state? <laughs> <laughs> you ever want to I'll I'll never forget being the first time I went to the first time I was in Wisconsin after I turned 21 I was in Madison which is probably even worse than Milwaukee because it's a <laughs> college town and all that and just like we went out to brunch and they're serving like vodka lemonades and like first. goblets like straight up <laughs> like you know sort like you know triwizard tournament cup type <laughs> for like three dollars at 10 in the morning and it's like, what are you? What is going on? That's yeah, just a the whole state. other level. And we, you know, who did we talk about this with? Because we had the story I about say, how Wisconsin. Scott? Was it Scott? It was Scott because he's in Michigan. We were talking about with uh, with Scott Chu a couple months ago on this mm -hmm. on this podcast about um how Wisconsin was actually the last state in the union to um raise their drinking age from 18 to 21 and they only did that because the federal government very literally like threatened to take away their highway like their interstate money their their yeah, federal road maintenance help <laughs> so it's like yeah in conclusion um milwaukee miller park great place crazy ass state now um, now i really want to go McCarthy for a reason but <laughs> now i really want to go i would love to be there right now if like the bucks end up winning that like, because oh like, right that's dude it's it's uh let me tell you i'll tell you right now it's really close last i checked they are in the fourth quarter it is a three-point game bucks are up three 
with 747 Ooh, left in the fourth. My Milwaukee oh. fan is turning uh, up. <laughs> um, well, so, I've pulled so many Brewers fans on Twitter to the point that I don't really follow basketball at all, but I'm like, I feel like I know so much about the Bucks just from yeah. following people. I'm like, oh, I, I hope the Bucks win. <laughs> this is this is the best possible NBA Finals in my opinion because I really like I like the Bucks and I like the Suns. I'm just happy it's not like the Lakers or whatever. And uh, I love Giannis. I I, I yeah, love the fact that know. <laughs> dude, I, I love the fact that the the Bucks drafted a guy who uh, was like six seven and then he like grew five inches <laughs> after they drafted him I'm like whoops he's seven foot now like how did that happen <laughs> like it just it's amazing but mm-hmm. um anyway so speaking of the red sox zach doesn't know this story but in my research the red sox we're, we're, uh, no speaking of baseball <laughs> and eventually and, and you know were at we, some point we were talking baseball? about the red sox what's baseball um <laughs> where are we uh so Zach doesn't know this story, but in my research, I came across a story that you told in which you broke the news of the Mookie Betts trade to a police officer <laughs> who pulled you over because you were upset about the Mookie Betts trade and were driving poorly. Please tell us every single detail of that story. So this, obviously, everyone kind of knew that the Mookie trade was coming, but I just, like, in my heart, I was like, it won't happen. Like, there's all these rumors. They could never. Yeah, like, it was everything but confirmed. And so at the time, I was waitressing, not at Chili's, at a different restaurant, actually, at this time. And... It was like dead, whatever. It was, I think it was a Monday or Tuesday night. Like I had no tables. I was just like sitting out there and I'm like sitting on my phone. I have like all like MLB insiders notifications on. Like so I'm like just say when it happens. Just like tell me when it happens. Then finally I get it, the notification. I like run into the kitchen. I tell the cooks, like whatever. I'm like get so upset and my manager's like all right you can go home like <laughs> i don't know what's going on here but you just go home. <laughs> so i was like thank you so i get in my car and i just sit there for like a half an hour listening to sad music first <laughs> one of my friends actually called me she's like are you okay it's like no <laughs> i'm not and then i'm like i'm just gonna go home like talk to my parents, like talk to my sister, and then just go to sleep. But I was like, I'm gonna take the long way around. It just so I can listen to my sad music a little longer. <laughs> I'm like driving with like tears in my eyes. I'm just not paying attention. No one's on the road. It's like eleven. And I'm like kind of just like drifting, like just listening to the music. Then I'll just see the sirens go off. And I was like, of course. Of course this is happening right now. <laughs> so I was like, was I like speeding? Like is my taillight out? Like I don't know. Like I genuinely had no idea why I was being pulled over. The officer was like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> he was like where are you coming from? I was like, work. <laughs> He's like, why are you crying? Like, is everything okay? <laughs> I don't really want to tell you why I'm crying. <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing. And he's like, oh, like, is it a boyfriend problem? I was like, I wish. Like, I wish it was. 
And I was like, I'm sure you've probably heard by now, but like Mookie Betts officially was traded to the Dodgers. And he's like, he was? <laughs> and he's like, I didn't know. I've been on duty all night. Like, he's like, when did this happen? Like, who else is going? So I'm like reading to him. Like, I take out my phone. I'm like reading the details to him. And he's like, oh man, yeah, that's a night ruiner. <laughs> he's like, okay, well. I'm now upset too. So he's like, I'm leaving off with a warning. Can you just go home and not be on the road right now? I was like, yes. yes, sir. <laughs> that oh has God. to rival the time when I was I was driving cross country um to college and I when I drive cross country I listen to like a lot of albums end to end. And I was listening to the Carter Three. And I got pulled over while the song Mrs. Officer was playing. Uh, And I have stood to this day, that was in like 2017. And to this day, I can't listen to that song with a straight face. Um, I'm just imagining the cop. I'm imagining the cop approaching your car and like you haven't turned off the music. And it's wee, wee, wee. (laughs) You just roll down the window and look at the guy. And it's just like Mrs. Officer. Except it's not, except it's a very, very ugly, ugly Ohio man. Uh, um, so, okay. Um, so you've been to Fenway, obviously. You've been to America, um, Miller Park, American Family. I yeah. um, should get that out of out of my lexicon. Have you been yeah, to many other ballparks? Great. Uh, 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 I can't hear you. Um, I think you mean Sox Park and or the cell i don't know what you speak of um <laughs> how many parks have you been to um and do you have any other favorites let me think i think i went to six total i've been to fenway miller american family fields i've been to dodger stadium mm-hmm. i've been to did you just Kelly follow mookie Park. did you follow mookie to dodgers <laughs> like a creepy ex no you did before he was traded this is uh, before <laughs> I've been to Dodger Stadium, Camden Yards. Um, I've been to the new Yankee Stadium. And then I went to Toronto, Rogers. Mm. That's what's called it. wasn't very yeah. memorable, to be honest. I thought they had, like, what I really – I thought they had great stuff on the concourses at Rogers. Like, the food yeah. was great and, and the drinks were great and, like, the stuff to do. But it's an old stadium, so it was it's like the seats are super cramped and, like, you know, the sight lines funny. are not good. And it's... I've, I've been there, but I went there when it was the Sky Dome, mm-hmm. and it was actually, like, new-ish. Not new, mm-hmm. but, like, it was it was fancier. And, 20 years um, older than it is now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was, I was probably, oof, I was probably 11. So, yeah, it was probably about 10 years ago or so, nine, 10 years ago. Um, and yeah, it's not, it's a relatively unremarkable stadium. Like, it's, it's, it's fine. It's, I, wait, no, it's not bad. Like, I, they have a hard rock cafe there and we ate dinner there, or we ate, dinner there while batting practice was happening and one of the batting practice balls slammed the window next to our table. <laughs> um, but like, and they've got like a hotel built in. They've I got, got that Cal- hotel thing. Yeah. Yeah. I've got, I got Cal Ripken Jr.'s autograph there, which is That's really cool. fun. Ooh. When um, you have the roof open, you have like the CN tower right there. Yeah. Yeah. CN tower is right there. So yeah, cool. it's nice. But um, I, well, I would assume that aside from Fenway, Camden Yards is your favorite. See, yeah. Camden Yards was my favorite until I went to Milwaukee. Oh, <laughs> but they, they're both very close. They're very close. Midwest <sighs> it's okay. It's okay. 
I love okay. yards. I did love it. I've been there now twice, but it's the best. You got to have the crab pretzel, uh, the crab uh, waffle fries next time you go. Okay. If you okay so before I'm just gonna skip to the weird because we usually I usually bring this question up later, but because Ben has already taken the dive, I have to ask you. So, uh, as someone for whom neither of these things is probably normal, what sounds weirder to you? Okay. Crab dip on French fries or pickles on a hot dog or pickle, pickle spear, singular. A pickle spear. It is important that it is an entire pickle spear and not like relish. Neither sound that weird to me. Okay. It's a peacemaking <laughs> answer. I can, I can, I can rock with it. That's fine. We... I love crab dip in general. And oh, then also yes. I'm a big hot dog fan, big pickle fan. I've never had just a pickle spear on a hot dog. But like, I need that. Mm. Yeah. So, so what? Well, let what me Zach, tell you about this thing that we have here in Chicago. Yeah. Called, no, Zach um, is referring to the Chicago hot dog that not only includes a pickle spear but also includes tomato wedges and mustard, but no ketchup, uh, celery sport salt, peppers. sport peppers. I usually it's, go no peppers. But it's a weird hot dog salad, and I think it is the tomato wedges. Um, right. Thank you. I'll go, it, it's sometimes so I'll go weird. without like the pickles or not the pickles. The um like the the peppers and or tomato wedges because it can be a lot but like it's an experience you know it's a hot dog salad and it's weird uh, whatever we've we've hashed out this argument it's more natural times. than potatoes and crabs those things like no just it's don't not relate. there's no it's 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 a I mean, sauce, that like it's a sauce. A great combo to me. <laughs> crab crab dip on waffle fries is a delight and honestly the thing that's weirder and i totally understand that it's weird is the old bay and beer which i've done right and it's delicious I'll start, I'll start doing that just yeah start out because that's that that's a dead. that's a lot weirder what is yeah. it so so there's this thing in annapolis um called the botini uh and the botini is essentially it's draft natty bow with old bay around the rim and sprinkled in the drink and it's delicious it's it sounds horrible and, and that's fine. I, I I fully acknowledge it sounds terrible. It sounds strange. I'm gonna have it next time. And next time we do this podcast, yeah. we'll do a live tasting. And I dude, can you tell can you, how. you can easily do it. Now the key is honestly. Do you think I can get Natty Bow here? No, I'm sure it's like a national thing. It's it's not even made in Baltimore anymore. Um, the Marylanders have kind of like shifted to uh, Guinness Blonde, which is actually made in Baltimore now. Hmm. It is? Uh, they, yeah, yeah. Guinness Blonde is made in uh, Maryland, questions. and they um, they have cans with like the Maryland flag all over it. And as as you can, you know, if you know anything about Marylanders, you put the Maryland flag on something, and we're gonna buy the <laughs> out of it. I mean, we're gonna buy so much of the Maryland flag. <laughs> That you will not believe it. You'd put it's the a only state flag that I could. I don't know what the Illinois state flag looks like. But I sure should know what I the mean, Maryland state flag. Looks the Maryland like. state flag is fantastic, and I and I love it. But we have. I mean, there are full suits that are the Maryland state flag. I just had to think about. I'm like, what does the Massachusetts state flag look <laughs> right. like? You all don't know because you don't have as cool of a coat of arms as we do. Uh, shout out to the Calvert family. I think it's their coat of arms that is the Maryland state flag. <laughs> I just shouted out a family from the 18th century. <laughs> Such history majors, man. <laughs> but, just um, a bunch of history majors on a podcast about baseball. History minor. History um, minors, excuse me. History no, I, people who at various points <laughs> expressed interest in 
So actually, yeah, so that's a good segue into the more random section of our podcast. And we always start this section off with the order of operations trifecta in which we are going to ask you three things. And we want to know the order in which you do those three things. Okay. The first one we're going to ask when you get dressed, socks or pants first? Pants. Thank you. That is that is within the majority, but um, there so are definitely I, a lot of people who have said socks first. Really? I, yeah. I do have a confession to make. Um, <laughs> oh my God, Zach! What are you about to say? Like up up until this point, if if you know our fourteen loyal listeners are still with us at this point, as y'all know. Um, <laughs> as y'all know, or maybe don't know because you don't make it more than 25 minutes into these, but, uh, I, I'm usually like Ben, we're, we're in agreement on most of these things. And we've both for the most part been very much in pants first team pants first for a number of different reasons. But, uh, I don't even remember why it was the other day. And I caught myself putting on my socks before my shorts. And oh I was like, God. what and then is you felt like an overwhelming weight of shame. I felt like a monster. <laughs> I was like, what am I? Am what I, succ- am I like, doing? Like, what is going on? I have to like, I don't do the podcast for like two weeks. and Everything just goes to <laughs> all shit. of a sudden. Like, I'm putting socks um, on. I'm reconsidering everything that I with like wet feet and everything. I'm like, what is uh, my God. life is backwards. Um, so, yeah, no, most people, most people say, say pants first. There have been some good reasonings for socks first. Like if you were wearing like tight pants or leggings or something like that, you might want to put socks on first. Like um, I don't wear very tight pants. So yeah. I, don't do that, uh, but, yeah. I, mean, I, I found that to be a valid answer when it was given to me as someone who doesn't wear very tight pants. Uh, yeah. See, but, uh, and stuff. I still always put those on first and then my socks. Okay. Wow. We've okay. I now I think I'm just questioning. I agree. Shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the next part of the order of operations trifecta. Uh so if you eat cereal and you drink milk and you put the two together, as most people do, what comes first? The cereal or the milk? The cereal. One day we're gonna get a milk firster that no, isn't. No, I would say you will not have you to ever say. <laughs> We've had we've only ever the only reason we included is because uh, we had uh, Jake Seeley is a strong ad uh, like supporter of Milk First, um, and has written like (laughs) many many words on it like thousands of words for the Athletic on why it's Milk First, (laughs) and uh, and we had a long conversation with him about it, and so we were like, oh, I wonder if other people and nobody else has been Milk First, not a soul, not a not a soul. So this is all just one for eighteen. Yeah, this like seriously. Um, all right, the last part of the order of operations trifecta. When you brush your teeth, toothpaste or water first? I do toothpaste first. Okay. So toothpaste then water? Yeah. Okay. At least you're not but just this is the real kicker. Only. But, but this is the real kicker. Do you put do you wet the toothbrush with water before you put the toothpaste on it and then put more water? Or is it just straight toothpaste then water? Oh, I wet it first. Okay. That's the correct answer. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That's... That is that is absolutely correct because we have had who was it that was 
like who just raw dogged it? Justin, it was Justin, Justin Choi. Choi. Yeah, one of my favorite, only, favorite people. That's it. On just toothpaste, go. But I'm just like, straight oh, with the toothpaste. And he had a really funny. Ah oh, man, and this is the second time we brought it up, so I have to go look yeah, up what it was. Now he had a really like funny, but like valid in its own way reasoning for it, where it's like he'd seen something about I don't shit, I can't even remember what it was, but it was. <laughs> It was extraordinarily weird and funny, but yeah, no, that just doesn't seem like a good time. It just, no, it sounds awful. Like, uh, no. Um, Anyways, do you have um, a favorite and or least favorite baseball movie? And I swear to God, if you say Fever Pitch is your favorite movie and you just fall into that stereotype, I'm ending this podcast right now. (laughs) See, I do... I love Fever Pitch, but I don't consider it a baseball movie. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. No, do you have a favorite and or least favorite baseball movie? Hmm. Favorite? Am I allowed to say the Sandlot? You are allowed to say it. Yes, you are. Uh, I love that movie. It, it, this is, yes, I have to hear every week I hear. He asked that question, and every week people say the Sandlot's great. And every week I hear Ben slander the Sandlot. No, I don't slander <laughs> it. I we I, I won't hash it out because I've hashed it out a thousand times and in an article I wrote for Pitcherlist. But uh, <laughs> suffice to say, I don't love the Sandlot, and it became a running joke among uh, some of the people at Pitcherlist that I like despise the Sandlot, and I don't despise it. I just I think a lot of us saw it as kids. And love it because we saw it as kids, not because it's actually a good movie. But yeah, I, say, I think part of my reason is I saw it so many times as a kid, so now I'm like, ah, oh, the Sandlot. <laughs> I, but it's like I, it's a movie. Yes. It's but I, like, I when I was a camp counselor a few years back, we were doing a movie night, and I was like, what's a good movie? Forget oh, the Sandlot. Great, everyone loved it, and I still everyone liked it too. It. I everyone loved it. Like obviously the jokes weren't. It wasn't like landing with me so much anymore at age like nineteen or twenty, <laughs> whatever I was. But like seeing the kids enjoy it was like oh. Okay. Yes, it's getting passed on to the next generation. This is great. Um, and and I love I love that people love it. I I don't I don't want to be one of those people who's just like no that thing that brings you joy you're wrong for a, like <laughs> deriving joy from that thing. No 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 no. I just the thing that bothers me is when we start like talking about the greatest sports movies of all time and someone's just like yeah the Sandlot's the greatest sports movie of all time and I'm like. Is it though? Like, insert tweet about that. like. I would never say yeah. it's the greatest. <laughs> right, are. but I want this know, is where it, I plug the tweet. Like someone, people on the internet always arguing with no one. Like someone told me Steph Curry wasn't a great shooter. <laughs> no, I will send you the there link. Was, was I will list, send right, you the even. link. Bleacher <laughs> Report did a list of the greatest sports movies of all time, and Sandlot was number one. Um, and I'm just like, this is yes. we've gone too far. We so have gone as, too far. Yeah, as as a long winded yes, that is that is a very acceptable answer. Uh, yes, for, totally, for fine. totally fine, totally <laughs> fine. Um, so I do have a least favorite. Yes, actually, Ooh. have you guys ever? Seen, it's honestly, it's another kind of like a fever pitch. I don't even know if it's being considered a baseball movie. Have you ever seen Summer Catch? Summer Catch. Hmm. No, I haven't. Movie. I've never even heard of it. It literally might be the worst movie I've ever seen of all time. I think, like, Freddie Prince Jr. is in it and stuff. Oh, my. And it's supposed to be, like, it takes place in the Cape League. So, like, I love the Cape League. Like, grew up. So, I was like, oh, this is going to be a good movie. Like, worst movie I've ever seen. Freddie <laughs> Prince Jr. Like Jessica, Jessica Biel is in it, too. Matthew right. Lillard, like one of the most <laughs> one of the most underrated actors ever, Matthew Lillard. 
you would think it would be a good movie. It was awful. Oh, John C. McGinley is in it. Why does this? This has like all the cast of like. This has a great cast. Wilmer Valderrama is in it. Brittany Murphy. Mm-hmm. Man, this is a great cast. Why is this a bad oh. movie? Tell so wait, tell, tell me. I would say you need to look up. I would love to know what's rated on Rotten Tomatoes because I would give it a solid like ten percent, maybe. <laughs> uh, it, Rotten Tomatoes. It currently has an eight <laughs> percent. Oh, you're in the majority, I guess. Then yeah, yeah, but man, it might be the worst movie ever seen. And I was so exciting. So I was like, oh, Kate League, like all these great actors and actresses. No. <laughs> Man, yeah, I've never even heard of it. But she's. I'll give it like an irony hate watch. <laughs> yeah, I. It's I, so I bad. Had a tough... Yeah, is I well, I would wonder if it's one of those movies that's so bad it's it like entertaining, like, you know, like The Room is. Or if it's yeah. one of those movies that's like really bad and it's frustrating, like it's insulting how bad it is. It's honestly more kind of the second. Yeah. I'm like, I was like, oh, maybe it's a cheap like, like they got good actors for this. Yeah, movie. yeah, yeah. So like, it does it. A bad movie cannot take itself seriously. If a bad movie takes itself seriously, then it's actually a bad movie. Like that's what I think. Like makes a difference between a good bad movie and I can't tell if this is supposed to be like bad funny. That's the thing. Usually, you can tell when they're supposed to be like funny, like so bad that it's funny. I'm like, I think they're going somewhere with this, like trying. (laughs) No. Yeah. Just no. All right, so I'm going to put that on my watch list for sure. Uh, Moving on, (laughs) even further beyond sports and baseball, um, if you could sit down and have a conversation with any person in human history, like wherever, whenever, who would it be? Oh, no pressure. Oh, this is hard. It does have to be a good answer, though, but no pressure. No pressure. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So I, I will say a lot of these questions are going to be kind of like this. And what I always tell people is the first thing that pops in your head, no matter how dumb or weird or whatever you might think of it critically, that's the answer that we want to hear. Okay. I was saying, do you really want to hear what my answer yes, Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> my first thought was Harry Styles. <laughs> that's a great answer. He seems like... One. He seems like a charmer. He seems well, like very yeah. cool. He's like such a nice person. He does. He really seems like a cool dude. And so it's slightly like within the realm of possibility too. Like Janice, we talked to Janice Scurio a couple months ago and she said I think her answer was um Tyler Glasnow. Yeah, it was so, Tyler Glasnow, yeah. Like okay, as opposed to yeah. people who go like back in time, you know, yeah. keeping it within the realm of actual possibility here. I well, like that. What would you like historical people like no 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 with the first person that pops in your head and honestly harry styles probably has some amazing stories that like he can't tell on tv (laughs) like i guarantee you the one direction group like when they were this lovable boy band were like doing some crazy stuff i guarantee die hard one direction fans (laughs) i just truth <laughs> yeah oh my god i would love to hear happening <laughs> oh i would love to hear pure honesty like put harry styles in the zone of truth he cannot tell a lie i want to hear like what was going on in the one direction days the crazy stories absolutely i think that would be super cool um no that's a great answer um 
our next question, and it's always one of my favorites. Uh, have you ever seen a ghost or had an experience that you couldn't explain? Something weird happened and you were like, I don't, I don't know what that was. I'm trying to think because I feel like there was one. <laughs> so my Nana lives down the Cape. It's a lot okay. older houses down the Cape. Sure. And there's a point. So she used to do what we call it tours at the oldest house on Cape Cod. Like she was one of the historical okay. tour guides. And so me and my cousin, I think we were like eight or nine. We went with her for the day while she's giving tours, whatever. And she went to go walk down the street to pick up lunch. So it was just me and my cousin, this like scary, like. Yeah. Yeah. House. Definitely haunted house. Yeah. Yeah. And we're like, we're stupid little seven-year-olds running around it as if it's like a playground. <laughs> and so we like run upstairs, you know, everything's so fragile. Like the whole house is shaking. Cause we're like running, like we're like elephants. <laughs> and so we run upstairs because we're like, Oh, like that's where like a little girl used to live. So maybe there's toys in there that we can. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, our, we kind of set ourselves up for, like, a horror movie type Absolutely, thing. yeah. So we run upstairs. We shut the door. Like, hear a bunch of stuff fall outside. Like, whatever. Oh, my God. One of the shades just, like, because they have, like, the old, like, shade still up on there. Just comes down to this room. And we just hear thuds, like, all throughout the house. I'm like... To this day, we're still talking about it. We're like, I don't know if it was us being obnoxious, like, triggered these people. <laughs> or yeah. if we were just so loud and, like, beating down so hard on the ground that everything just, like, fell at once. Oh, my God. <laughs> Me and my cousin still talk about this to this day. Because after that, we're like, I'm never going back to that stupid house. <laughs> <laughs> it, I, I it, was a, it was a bunch of ghosts who were just like, shut up. Yeah, they're like these little kids are so freaking annoying. We've already got these bloody tourists up in our like constantly. I also I have to point out you do not you don't have a Massachusetts slash Boston accent, but you do say room. Like you did, yes, there. yes. So. I definitely I? noticed room. Yeah, you did not say room. You said rum. And having, I mean, I lived. My roommate in Providence was from Worcester, so like I, oh yeah, no. I once you hear it, you can't unhear it. You know? um, yeah, I, say, I do say that, and I do say wicked. I say wicked a lot. Oh my god, do you say like that was wicked awesome? Yeah, wicked smart, eh? Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, we're gonna um, we're gonna start doing the Boston accent. Oh god, that's my that's my uh, my Bill Burr micro impression, dude. Well, I was doing some oh, free like, work for like, a lacrosse league, and a bunch of them are Canadians, obviously, because it's lacrosse. And I said something to one of them. I was like, oh, yeah, it's wicked nice over there. And they're like, what is wicked? <laughs> <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> that was the most Boston thing you have said yet, because, like, even the over there, like, that was – Over there. <laughs> you just, you just it, like, it, briefly transformed into, like, the girlfriend from a boxer film. Like, <laughs> don't tell me that i don't want to be that <laughs> oh my god um all right anyways moving on to i would like topics yes to other important topics um like do you have a favorite muppet you got a favorite muppet 
yeah, Miss Piggy. <laughs> Can I say I would have loved it if you'd just been like, yep, and you just not tell <laughs> Like it's a yes or no question. Do you have yeah. a favorite Muppet? I sure do. I Next answer, but yes. <laughs> no, Miss Piggy's a great choice. That's She's definitely one of the best. I, I love Miss Piggy, and I especially love when I first learned that Frank Oz both did Miss Piggy and Yoda. Um, <laughs> when I learned that as a kid, it blew my mind because then I, I would like a pretzel. Yeah, yeah, because then you like you hear Miss Piggy or you hear Yoga at Yoda, and you hear the opposite. Like you're listening to you're watching Star Wars, and you're like, oh, he's slipping into Miss Piggy a little bit, <laughs> and it just totally takes you out of it. It's <laughs> it's the best. Anyways, I I don't know the Muppets. I just don't like. You don't know them, with, dude. Like I know them. I came up on like Sesame Street, obviously, but I never. I just I don't know if I, would, I was never I like count, introduced to the movies. Like I would count how, Sesame Street as Muppets. They're the same, oh okay, yeah. same company. Okay, yeah, it's all fair. Jim Henson stuff. It's, it's all Jim Henson. Yeah, but I guess yeah, I always yeah. like kind of made a distinction between like you know like Elmo, Big Bird. Burton and sure. those folks, folks, puppets, Muppets, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then like you know the the, the Kermit, Miss Piggy, yeah. and then like the Muppets. Like I always thought of Sesame Street as Sesame Street, and then I get like, that, I get that. I strongly recommend uh, watching, even as an adult, watching the Muppets movie that came out a while back with Jason Siegel. Right, we were talking. Yeah. It's it's just pure joy it. in a film, uh, mostly because Jason Siegel has said like he grew up. A huge Muppets fan and like he always dreamed of doing a Muppets movie and so then he got a chance to write and star in a Muppets movie and that love of the Muppets just totally came across because that movie is just like an hour and a half of just love for the Muppets and just joy Great it's really and the music is written by um, Brett from Flight of the Concords so it's and it's great it's great music too but strongly recommend that movie That's, <laughs> So but anyways, um, yes, continue. Yeah. Uh keeping keeping with super important bastions of pop culture. Uh who do you think has if this is something you eat, who do you think has the best fast food chicken sandwich? Hmm. I'm trying to think. I haven't had chicken sandwiches from a ton of places. I have had the one at Chick-fil-A, I like the Chick-fil-A one. A classic. Yeah, I think I'd go Chick-fil-A. The original, according to them. It is the OG, yeah. Well, then, like, Popeyes did the thing that was kind of trying to, like, model off theirs, and then that was so successful that everyone else, like... every Everybody's doing it, it now. Yeah, I've encountered some very strong takes about, Which, about the chicken sandwich. In, in Wendy's defense, Wendy's has been doing a chicken sandwich forever, and it's been pretty good, like, forever. Hmm. They okay, were, I they've been... chicken sandwich. Wendy's chicken sandwich is good. Yeah, it's solid. It's a solid chicken sandwich. They've been doing it forever, but yeah, definitely everyone kind of like hopped on the on the chicken sandwich train. Um, anyways, so what is something that uh, I've been I've been meaning to ask this question to people, and and we just have never kind of gotten around to it. But I want to ask you: when you were a kid, what is something that you loved to learn about? Like, I feel like every kid, you know, when I was a kid, I loved learning about dinosaurs, as like a lot of kids do, and uh, and then other things. But I feel like sometimes that kind of fades as we grow older. Not always. But what was something when you were a kid, something you loved to learn about, you were obsessed with? I would say I had a weird obsession with 
the presidents. <laughs> oh no, no way! Way me too. Uh, me I, too. I, I used to I, have them memorized in order. Yeah. Uh, I still have them memorized. Yeah. Them memorized. No way! I don't have them memorized anymore. That's wild. You have them all memorized. Yeah, I have a book in like Holy second grade cow. that like taught you how to memorize them, and ever since then, I think it's just stuck with me. Yeah, <laughs> that that happened to me with um, state capitals. I See, memorized. <laughs> it's i mean it's marginally useful it's a parlor trick uh more than anything but yeah for whatever reason when i was a kid i memorized all the state capitals i had a book similar to you i had a book that would teach you how to memorize them mm -hmm. and i memorized all the state capitals and for whatever reason it just stuck with me and now you name a state i can name its capital it's just like instinct now <laughs> that's really funny that it's that the president stuck with you that's wild yeah did you did I, you used to like dig into the history of the presidents and stuff I have like all these like random just like fun facts now because I'm like I don't really care like especially when you're a kid like I don't really care what they're like political. <laughs> What's something cool about them? <laughs> it's like what was like, John Tyler's position on tariffs? <laughs> With like how staff got stuck in a bathtub in the White House. Yes. Yeah. Or like um oh one of the one of my fun uh I I want to say it's fun but it's not fun because the guy died. But a weird presidential fact is Zachary Taylor, how he died because mm -hmm. he like drank a whole bunch cold of milk, milk. Uh, cold, frozen. Or was, cold he ate milk. a bunch of Killed frozen milk. cherries yeah. and drank a bunch of chill I iced milk and then died. And I'm just like, how old? Like, well, that's what? Like William Henry Harrison was president yeah. for like 32 days before the inauguration. Yeah. His long ass inaugural dress. I had, yeah, oh, I was boy. such a, I was, it's, that's hilarious because I was the exact same way. I have, I just pulled out, I don't think these books have been pulled off my shelf since I was like, probably I like, <laughs> yeah, I was such a cool kid that I would just be like, this is what I would read when I was a kid. And like, I just flipped it open and look at this shit though. Like, this is kind of dope. Like, I'm, I see this is, as Ben, you would say, great radio, but I'm looking at like yeah, some, yeah some illustration of what appears to be an explosion aboard the USS Princeton, which was a real big deal during the, the John Tyler presidency, like I just brought <laughs> up, but it's a, it's a pretty dope looking picture. So I'm now seeing why I was into this as a kid though. So I, I actually I had a book called the president has been shot and it was all about different assassination attempts and uh, <laughs> on presidents. And that is what taught me about um, Andrew Jackson's assassination attempt, which is like one of the greatest stories. The guy like attempted to shoot him and then the gun backfired and then he attempted to shoot him again. And then the gun backfired again. And then secret service had to pull Andrew Jackson off of his assassin because he was beating him to death with a cane. Oh my God. Andrew Jackson was a terrible person, but like some of those stories are wild. The fact that the guy was in like, what, like, 50 some odd duels. Yep. Like the fact that he, the fact he that he got so angry, person. the fact that he got so angry with another person that that person was like, you know what? One of us has to die. <laughs> like apparently happened a surprising amount. Do you, do you, do you have any, pre your, any favorite presidential fun facts still left over in your memory bank from, from way back hmm. when other than William Howard Taft and his great bathtub? <laughs> That's <laughs> uh, the one. Obviously, is always the go-to. Let me think. I have like a random. Again, this is probably me being from 
Massachusetts. I like have so much knowledge on the Kennedys. And I was about to say, is, are you about to talk about the Kennedys? <laughs> my senior thesis is on like Bobby Kennedy. Like, oh my god. <laughs> I'm like, I could tell you all about the Kennedys, like Ethel, like Jack. So, so when I asked, what is a stereotype about Boston, the Boston area, that's totally true. What you should have said is, we all know a lot about the Kennedys. <laughs> we all know a lot about the Kennedys, and everyone claims that they have a distant relative who knew Whitey Bulge. <laughs> <laughs> that one's definitely true. <laughs> oh, so every like old Bostonian you meet is just like, you know, I knew Whitey Bulger. If you talk to my nana, she's like my grandpa. She's like, oh, they were best friends. I was like, first of all, no, they weren't. Second of all, don't go saying that. <laughs> yeah, why is that a point of pride? This is like an objectively bad person. <laughs> Oh, like it was crime, guys. Come okay, on. like who who watches The Departed and then sees Jack Nicholson's character and just like, yeah, that's the well, hero. I mean... <laughs> well, see, she tries it because Wendy Bolger like lived in Watertown, because of course he did. Yeah. So anyone, especially in Watertown, that like, you know, I knew Whitey Bolger. I'm sure. Just like I know the guy that lives down the street from me for years. I couldn't tell you his name. <laughs> Yeah, it's like Woodstock. There were a lot of people. There are a lot more people saying they went there than the people who actually were there. <laughs> oh my god! Um, all right, so I have two more questions for you before we get to the full count, which is our last section of the podcast. First question: What is an important lesson that you have learned about writing? Hmm. And it doesn't have to be something like super insightful, just something that like, you know, you've, you've done a lot of writing. You, you do a lot of writing, which kudos to you. I, I get stuck in, I can tell you personally, I get stuck in writing slumps all of the time. I was, I was just telling Zach a few days ago that like this time of year, I get in this slump where I'm just like, fantasy baseball is dumb. I don't feel like writing about it. I hate every, like I'm so tired and I don't want to. And just inevitably it happens for like a week and then it goes away. But, um, Oh, the Milwaukee bucks just won. I just, I was, that's what my reaction just was. Fear the deer, baby. Good for the bucks. Um, good for Giannis. But, um, yeah. So, Oh shit. And the Sox won too. Let's go. Sorry, I just we were down five to three in the ninth. Like, I was gonna say, different sorry. levels of accomplishment right there. Like, the Sox just won one of 162. Okay, people, you know what? Well, first the Twins, okay. it's okay. an accomplishment. Hey, you know what? Good for the Sox. Um, but anyway, so we you do a whole lot. Okay, sorry. you do a whole lot of writing. What is something that you've learned about writing? Something that has made you a better writer in all your years of writing. Honestly, I think the biggest lesson I've learned, especially in like the last year, so I was like, sometimes when you write, you just have to shut up. <laughs> I have that issue where I just write like so, so, so yep. much. I'm like, yeah. Oh, I can't miss out one detail. Everyone needs to know everything, and then someone else will be able to be like, no, they don't. <laughs> being <laughs> able, no- yeah, being able to edit yourself uh, or having an editor is so important because you will write something and I do this too. You'll write something. You're just like every single word is Mm -hmm. a poem 
all of this is important. You need to, you need all 1500 words of this. And then somebody comes in and they're just like, hey, yeah, okay, chop that, chop that, get rid of that. Or even you, you look at it like the next day and you're like, what was I doing? Like, just get rid of all this. And like, yeah, that's, that's important for sure. No, like the other day I was writing just like a game preview for one of the lacrosse games. And, you know, game previews, there's no reason for them to be more than like, a minute long <laughs> right right I, like it will tell me how long it would take the average person to read it was at like nine minutes oh my and, god all right i don't really oh know oh my god what. that's like nine minute read that's like a thousand words and i'm like what am i even writing that for this one game i have this for oh my god no that's went back and I was like, okay, well, I don't need to write up on every single player. I don't need to put what their playoff chances in depth are. Yeah. This is kind of brings me back almost full circle to the beginning of the conversation where like I was a history I ended up being a history major because I liked I had no idea what, what I wanted to do with myself or my life. And I was just like, I like yeah. reading and writing and like history is interesting. So like, you know, that's it. And it taught me how to be a pretty, pretty good writer, I think. And I wouldn't be doing this like right now, if it wasn't for the stuff that I did in school, that being said, um, I think it's also the reason that I'm like physically incapable of writing an article under 2000 words. Yeah, exactly. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, shut up. I feel that. I feel that. It's so hard. It's, That's it's, like the one thing I still like, I work at so hard. I'm like, I just can't bring myself to be like, well, maybe I don't need that. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, well, I think, like, at least for me, it's almost is kind of the academic training where I'm thinking mm -hmm. to myself, especially writing, like, research articles and stuff, I'm, like, I'm thinking of, like, what are the counter arguments that nobody's going to come at me with, but I'm imagining in my head, you know? How am I going <laughs> to, I've got to, like, deflect those, but, you know, i got to think of everything and now, uh, yeah. Oh, writing is hard. The team previews for pitcher or for the Red Sox team preview for pitchers list. I like wrote something. I was like some in-depth thing. And I was like, it was just for one specific player. I'm like, but if they get traded, then this is <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking? Like, this is just a preview of what the team is right now. Like, what are you talking about? Puzzle trades, who they're replacing. <laughs> Like, yeah, being being able to self edit uh, is so important because if you don't have an editor, like if it's your own personal blog or whatever, and you don't have an editor, yeah. you'll end up putting out stuff, and like you may think it's incredible, but like other people are gonna be like, "Oh my <laughs> god, what is this?" Because people, we have uh, at my day job as a healthcare journalist, we have a pretty like hard and fast rule of like. Don't write more than a thousand words unless you really have to, because we have data that shows that our reader's attention wanes after a th like yep. when you get past a thousand words, people are not paying attention. It does not matter if you think your article is Shakespeare. It does not matter. People are like, mm, I'm good. Like, just let's keep this short. Nah, this is the one though where they get. Yeah, and, and, and there are obviously there are obviously exceptions. You know, there are great great stories that you'll see like once a week or something on major publications that are, you know, two, three, four thousand words or whatever. But like that cannot be the everyday. And yeah. That's that's, that's good. No, that's a good answer. Um oops, sorry, Jeff. No, no, I was gonna ask the same question I think you're about to ask. Yeah. No, this is um I've I've come to really like this question actually just because it produces some of like the purest and, and I think funniest 
moments and stories on the show. And it's just uh, tell us, and we'll preface this by saying this can be like the dumbest thing on the world it, because this is what these things are. Just tell us about a time when you laughed really hard. Let me think here. And again, like, like Zach said, it does not have to be a good story. Uh, you know, you're just, you're, you could, maybe you were a kid, maybe it was recently. Maybe someone farted. I don't know. Someone farted, somebody fell down. Uh, (laughs) you know, tears are streaming down your face. You're, you know, in a place, you're in a library or you're in church or you're somewhere where you're not supposed to be laughing. And that makes it even funnier. And something like that. That gives me, okay. Actually, this is with my cousin that (laughs) I was in that creepy house with. The cousin that you were rampaging through a haunted house with. Yeah. <laughs> I see that tended to be what we did when you we were younger. It was like, right. it was my cousin's wedding. It was a wedding rehearsal. That's what it was. And we, me and my cousin were both bitter. I think we we're like 11 at this point. Very bitter that we weren't in the ceremony, whatever. <laughs> like my sister and her sister were both flower girls, like all this stuff. So we were, we felt left out. And we went to the wedding rehearsal anyways, even though we weren't needed there. We just wanted to be a part of it. <laughs> and so we we're just like sitting there, like in the pews, like bored out of our minds. And then we're like, eh, let's just start like running around, you know, as <laughs> as you should do. With <laughs> and so we're playing manhunt. <laughs> and I'm like army crawling and all of a sudden I just look up to these set of feet it's the priest <laughs> oh my god and he just starts looking at me and he's like what are you doing I was like <laughs> you think this is a playground like blah, blah, blah. and then I just hear my cousin across the church start laughing she's walking <laughs> oh my god and then I, was, I just started laughing too because she's laughing and then he just walked away and like found our parents like get them out of like we literally got kicked out of the church <laughs> <laughs> oh better my a wedding god. than a funeral I guess <laughs> yeah oh my god like you crawled to the exact wrong place <laughs> <laughs> oh that's my god weird. that's that's great I love that um yes. All right, we're going to pivot to the final section of the podcast. Okay. This is called the full count, in which we are going to ask you for a recommendation in each of five categories. As Zach is showing you now, it's called the full count because <laughs> three and two. It's clever, you know. Um, so, first, uh, and and again, these recommendations they do not have to be deep or obscure or specific. Just the first thing that pops in your head. That's what I want to hear. First okay. thing we want to know. What is a book that you would recommend? Book I'd recommend. There's, I don't want to like stick to, oh, baseball, but actually it's one of these books that I like continuously reread. It's called, I can't remember the name of it. It's by, I think it's named Dan Epstein. It's like a book on baseball in the 70s. Oh, that sounds familiar. I would say I've literally read it like four times now. It has like a long-ish name though. Oh, is it uh, Big Hair and Plastic Grass? Yes, yes, that's it. Big Hair and Plastic Grass. A funky yes. ride through baseball in America in the swinging 70s. Oh, this looks cool. Yes. Yeah, that I've sounds really cool. Four times now. You know what? Speaking of baseball in the 70s, 
I saw that you wrote an article about the Doc Ellis no hitter when he yes. was like tripping on LSD. <laughs> Have you ever seen the documentary they did about him? No, I've never seen the documentary. And I kept meaning, especially when I was writing that, because it kept popping up. But it's I was like, really no, good. <laughs> it's it's really good. It's it's just mostly like it is mostly about him and his story. But mm -hmm. it's a lot. A lot of it's also just about that pirates team in general. But it's it's worth seeing. It's a good. It's a really good documentary. Um, but no, that's a great really. recommendation. I feel like a like lot a of look, yeah. I feel like a lot of people cover. forget about older. Like you, you know, you know the legends, especially the legends of your personal favorite team. Yeah. But you tend to forget the players <laughs> who are like really, really good, or you just kind of forget what. The sport, and not even baseball, basketball, you know, football, all of it, what it was like 30, 40 years ago. So I think that's a great recommendation. I love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so number two in the full count is a food recommendation. And this can be uh, a restaurant, an ingredient, a recipe, a dish, just anything generally food related that you would recommend. Hmm, well, my favorite food, also in typical New England fashion, is a lobster roll. So. Uh, I was about to say, are you going to tell though. me lobster? <laughs> I can rock with that. I love lobster. But... No, that's fair. Honestly, if I was asked this question, I would say something crab-related, so it's okay. <laughs> yes, and being in the Midwest, that's just not something we get much of, so, you know. Dude, Save you got to gotta come to Maryland sometime and have some, like, good quality crab cakes. Mm. I really, I mean, I love seafood. That was really the thing that killed me about leaving Providence so much sooner than I wanted to. Is I love seafood. I really do. And being, I say, I'm a big seafood fan. It's, I feel like it's kind of hard to be right on the ocean like that and not be a seafood person. I mean, I guess it's. American I, I've I I've known uh, people who are like not into crabs and like seafood in general who are Marylanders, and it's like constantly rubbed in their face as like a point of shame. <laughs> It's like, oh, you don't like crab, especially crabs, because you know we're Marylanders. Uh, we have we have a, a stereotype, and that's one that we follow: is we all love crabs. And if you don't love crabs, it's like, oh God, like you don't you don't like crabs, and you're from Maryland, like get out of here, man. No, <laughs> um, lobster is a good, respectful answer. No, it's good. Uh, I've actually never had like. A lot. I don't think I've ever had a lobster roll. Period. I really? I've never. Yeah, I never have. They're not. They're not really a thing down here, and um, I've never. When I've been up to the New England area, I've never had them. So I'll have to try it sometime. Hmm. Um, but next recommendation: movies and or TV. What is a movie and or a TV show that you would recommend? Okay, movies. Well. <laughs> My favorite movie is Matilda. <laughs> well, oh. one of my favorite movies is Matilda. I, I would not have guessed that. <laughs> I rewatch it all the time. I think it's so funny. That's great. That's great. What do you love about Matilda? I, I don't even know what it is. I just it's a feel good movie. It's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. <laughs> I get that. Soundtrack. When yeah. was it made? How old is it? I have like really distinct memories of watching it as a child, oh, but no man. like no frame of reference like to ninety seven. Uh, Nineteen ninety six. Okay, yeah, there we go. Well done. Yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's a good one. Maybe I'll put that in the rotation too, along with the um, well, along with summer catch. Movie. Yeah, there you go. Summer catch. Just <laughs> get through all the rec. I do uh, try to. I try. I try to check out like every recommendation people give us on this thing. So. 
I would say you're gonna hate me once you finish watching something. <laughs> Do you did you have a uh, TV show in mind? Did you have a TV show in mind you wanted to recommend? Friday Night Lights. I've never wa- I never watched it, but I remember when it was really big and everyone loved it, and I heard it was great. But yeah, I mean, that's so many. It's one of those like teen drama shows, but like yeah. actually, it's, like some of those ones are like insane. Like I've seen One Tree Hill. A couple times that show gets insane, like so weird. CW shows. Is actually good. It's actually good television. That's that's what I've heard is that like it it is a little soap opera y, but it's like actually good quality yeah. television. Like it's not a just a teen soap opera, but no, yeah, it's a, no. that's a good recommendation. Hmm. It's good. I like it. That's a good one. So recommendation number four is music. Music. Like album artist, whatever you want, Any, album artist, song, mind, yeah, whatever. Well, my favorite artist is Lord, and she's coming out with a new album. Mm. So, very excited for that. Yes, I'm very hyped for that. Oh, I no, wish it was coming earlier in the summer because it has like you know summer album vibes. Though it's going to be. Are they? Like, she's dropping one, releasing a new single tomorrow. Oh, but yeah, fair. the album I think doesn't come out to like late August. It's like yeah. August. I was just looking at it literally earlier today because I was trying to get solar power lined up on my playlist. And it's, um, <laughs> I think it's like August. Yeah. Like it was, it's close enough to Labor Day where I was like, it feels like it should be coming out earlier. But yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, ex- I'm excited for that. Also, speaking of music, uh, Kanye announced today a new album on Friday. Wait, what? Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Where the fuck have I been? Jesus. Uh, it just like, happened. Like literally just happened. He said, uh, new album I- Friday. God, Friend this of, has uh, been like he cannot do this to us again. It, so please, so Kanye is like my. I'm sorry. No, you just. Uh, I God, love Kanye. I will get, no, get us going. This is like no, no, as a I, Chicagoan, this is near and dear to my soul. Like uh, yeah, I just not, want so one more I, good album yeah, from him. That's all I want. I understand. It is not Jesus is King vibes again. It is like, uh, I mean, you know, who knows what you can. Uh, about the rumors of what the new Kanye album is, but a friend of mine is a huge, huge Kanye fan. He was like, "Yeah, Kanye is apparently cursing again on this album, and it's not like Christian music." So, <laughs> you know knows? what? We'll I see. will say though, that was not a bad album. That it was. There were a couple clunkers. No, it wasn't bad. Jesus no, is King, whatever it was. Yeah, you know, it, it, it was. God it, is kind of a banger, but <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't his best album by any stretch. Probably his worst album, but I think it's a bad <laughs> Kanye album is still a good album in my opinion. I thought Yay was trash. I was so disappointed. Really? Oh, I like Yay. Oh, I really. I yes. We'll have to. We'll have to have a have another. We'll have to have I, like a curious. full music show somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, like, for sure. <laughs> all right. Uh, final category for recommendation: miscellaneous. Anything from your life. This can be a practice that you do like a thing that you do a place that you go a gadget that you own a person a, literally anything from your life an activity anything from your life that you would recommend to somebody else and again the first thing that pops in your head no matter how dumb or weird it might seem that's the one i want to hear hmm. yeah i'm going to recommend more people got into lacrosse more people got into watching lacrosse because I've been freelancing, like covering lacrosse. So I was like, you know what? This is actually very fun. It's a fun sport, and especially from Maryland. You <laughs> I so I have a very complicated relationship with lacrosse because I grew up in an area of Maryland where lacrosse was hugely popular, and uh, usually the lacrosse kids would uh, talk bad about baseball all of the time. 
like constantly constantly crap all over baseball they're like baseball is boring nobody likes baseball and so it created in our area this divide of like there were the baseball kids and there were the lacrosse kids and they did not like each other and so because of that i grew up in a fan like my parents were like we hate all these lacrosse kids lacrosse is terrible it takes all the good baseball players away so I have a complicated relationship with lacrosse yeah. because now I, I it seems like a cool sport. It seems like, you know, it's like hockey but like on the grass, you know. Yeah. So it seems cool. I, I we were I wanted to ask about that earlier actually. We didn't get time because I'd seen you've been doing that that coverage. And as someone who also I wouldn't say I have a complicated relationship with lacrosse. I just like it's not much of a thing out here in the Midwest. And yeah. then the dudes on the lacrosse team at my college were like the <laughs> I don't think it like they were just the worst humans. Yeah. Like they were, they were lax every stereotype of relax yep. bros. Yeah. So I want, I did want to ask, like, give me, what is the elevator pitch on like lacrosse and the PLL and, and checking out lacrosse and all that? Like what's, what's cool with it? My favorite thing that they say about lacrosse is that it's the fastest sport on two feet. And you know what? I'm like, that's true. And it, Cause hockey's hmm. very fast. So I'm like, they're on feet. So I guess you're yeah. right. But two feet really. <laughs> it, it's very fast moving. It is kind of there's a lot of rules. It's a little hard to like pick up on, but once you like figure it out and get into it, it's actually really fun. I believe it, and I have a feeling that I may know more about it in the future because my five year old picked up a lacrosse stick at the park a few weeks ago and had a real knack for it. Like was figuring out <laughs> scooping and stuff, and I'm like, ah, crap. <laughs> He's good at lacrosse. Like he's going to be good at lacrosse. And I just, he's a high energy kid. And I'm like, he's going to love running around that field. Oh, and checking perfect, people. And lacrosse. I was just sitting there just like, son of a bitch. <laughs> he's going to like lacrosse, isn't he? So I have a feeling I'm going to learn more about it in the future, but no, that's a, that's a Did great lax dad. <laughs> no, uh, no. like end this I podcast could. now. <laughs> yeah, no, not in this. Man, just lacrosse is just so just everywhere in Maryland. And and yeah. I mean, part, you know, understandably, you know, Johns Hopkins University has like the best lacrosse team in the country and has for like ever. And it's just it's just everywhere. But um, anyways, so, Sarah, thank you so much for being here on Shag and Flies. It is uh, it's been so much fun to have you. You are just a joy, uh, a delight of a person, and it was so much fun to have you on this podcast. Um, we uh, it's been a busy summer, so we haven't been doing this consistently. So it's like it's nice to be like in the groove doing it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, you're just a lot of fun to have thank on. You for so joining just, us. Yeah, thank you so much you for being for here for taking two hours out of your night to, to talk about time. talk about <laughs> dumb stuff with us. Yeah, we had a blast too. So. Anyways, thank you so much. I guess we should probably, like, I, we never really do this, and we should. We never really, like, plug people's stuff. <laughs> Which we I, should. I put stuff, I put, like, links in the notes. You do, you do. So, yeah, we'll.